What's up, Vankers? Hello, Vankers. How is everybody doing? Are you okay? It's a week off. And you know what? Normally on a week off, I'd be fucking down in the dumps. I'd be depressed. <laughs> I'd be drinking and eating sugar. But you know what? I'm off sugar, and I'm feeling like a person again. And and I'm not sad this week, Matt. You know why I'm not sad? Why, Brian? Because we have a legendary guest on this week. I mean, listen, you dumb fucks who listen to this podcast. You're going to learn something today, okay? You're going to learn a thing or two today, okay? You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today that a, that iconic Kevin Hart bit about his <laughs> problematic father. You're going to learn something today about Formula One, this little fucking sport <laughs> that we all love so much. We have Blake from the break fucking so Twitch, TikTok, fucking all things social media, YouTube, a former fucking 10 years in F1, Red Bull Force India. Blake, welcome to the podcast. What's up? <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. He's oh, coming yeah. in. He's, He's oh, understood yeah. the fucking assignment. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Mission failed successfully. <laughs> yeah, baby. How we doing, boys? We're doing We're doing good. We're doing good. We did we did research. We did we did our homework. I watched some of your videos. Oh wow. I um I watched some of your race recaps. Um I'm 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 excited. I'm excited to to learn more about this sport. But I'm Let's also go. excited that like you know sometimes I'm like I want to know more and then Someone's. I start. I click a video, and then I'm like, you know what? I actually don't care. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I thought I wanted to know more until you started boring me to death, and yeah, I switched and off immediately. Thanks for that. It's like it's like I it's like when I start when I have like I put my money into like a mutual fund, and they're like, so this is what we're gonna do with your money. I'm like, actually, I don't care. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Just don't lose yeah. it. Just Thank make you. the cars go vroomy vroomy, please. <laughs> <laughs> Just add another race to the calendar. Take my money. Whatever. Right, Give us some yeah, more drama. Yeah. Put a sprint week every week so I can just fucking fill up my empty life. All right, so so <laughs> let's uh let's um we like to think our our guests need no introduction cuz we're obsessed with them, but then right. we find out that they need an extensive one. <laughs> so <laughs> so let's uh let's get into <laughs> let's let's get into uh how the fuck Explain to our viewers and they're and not viewers, viewers Matt. Too they're listeners. For. This is a right. podcast. It's an auditory okay. medium, and we and sometimes this this won't be on TikTok. So, but That's, some of it will. Some of it will, but not what you just said. Okay, okay, that was such an important distinction. It that, was. That was that was so worth derailing the whole question. Listen, when you come so into the gar- when you come to- into the fucking <laughs> danger zone, then that's what happens. Yeah. The DRS is open. Highway to the <sighs> Kenny Loggins zone. is that going straight for your kneecaps. Slapped. That movie slapped. Okay, explain to our young listeners. Thank you, thank you. Or listeners who it's too late for the path to becoming an F one fucking nerd. <laughs> I want to drill down and, and into your beginning a little bit and how. You started how you became an F1 fucking nerd from America. <laughs> that is that is a very great question. And uh, I think yes. first to answer that, you got to find out where the sickness came from, which was the race car. Right? Because mm, okay. it's 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 a it's an affliction. It's not like anybody wakes up every morning and's like, "You know what? I just want to spend my whole life and make my entire personality about Formula 1 and race cars." Who wants to do that? 
I did. Mm. I did. But eventually, but I didn't know that I wanted to do that. So it started probably when I was 18 or 19. I started driving a spec mx5 race car a dad my dad's friend had a car he's like hey uh, we've got this car that we don't use anymore you guys want to come race it and i was like yeah i'm a pretty terrible driver let's 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 drive your car around a track and uh, th that kind of like got the gears turning like we did that um for a couple seasons was like man this is so much fun you know like being at a racetrack the sounds the sights the smells and then just like how do we make this car go faster these guys are beating the living shit out of us like how do you how do you go faster and then we did that for a bit then i was like you know what i want to do dad i i don't know what i want to do with my life but i think i want to be an engineer because you know that you look at the people that are making these cars go faster what are they doing they're engineers so i did that and at that point formula one was not on my radar i had no idea what it was more or less i was like i was like there's like nascar and there's indycar and there's this like european thing and it's really pretentious and they don't like us but uh well because you right. grew up in you grew up in texas right yeah yeah so i'm from i'm from texas so i, I was there until i was 25 and we're in texas dallas baby okay not particularly exciting like it's all right austin nice but uh yeah that that was that was what got me started I was like okay cool i went to do a mechanical engineering degree and they had this little program called formula SA or formula student I heard about this, dude. It's <laughs> if if you're if you're a pervert for like engineering and race cars, like this is your place. Like if you if you have the sickness, this is where you get sucked in, and this is where like this is the NCAA for like yeah, yeah. formula racing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's unbelievable. So you, you take all these students from lots of mostly mechanical engineers, aerospace engineers, uh, and there's everything. There's business. There's everything else. But you know, we design, we build from scratch. You know, you start with concept like what are we going to do how are we going to build this car there's regulations and rules just like anything else they're pretty open um and you design this and build this race car with your hands you know you go into the workshop and like you've drawn up like here's what the chassis looks like here's what the suspension looks like and you go get a pile of shit and you make this car and the cars are you know the teams are making very impressive cars and that's where it what's starts. your budget for something like that it depends on the team uh what was your budget it, i think we we're probably 50 to 100 grand Okay. Wow. I mean, that's a lot. For, yeah. like, and I could, I, something that... yeah, I could be completely wrong, but it was like the core, the core team was 10 to 15 people and we're doing a lot of stuff, man. We're doing some pretty cool shit, but it was the thing that got me started. It's like, I started drawing, you know, designing parts and, and software. I started designing stuff and it's like, all right, now how, like we build the cars, like how do we make the car go faster? Learning that, learning that, reading books, getting excited, listening to stuff on the internet, watching stuff. How'd you guys do? Uh, we did pretty good. I think we finished fourth. The team, like the, the the basically the endurance event is the it's like it's like a race. It's like so they don't go wheel to wheel, but the endurance part of the Bullshit. event. Bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it, but it's it, they're pretty sketchy. Like I don't want to go wheel to wheel in one of those cars. Like the they're safety safe. precautions are <laughs> they're safe, but they're also like yeah, you, you don't want to tangle yeah. these things will fall apart. But it was it was pretty cool. You know, you did all sorts of events. You did a design competition. I think we finished fourth that year overall. Who was like the Mercedes yeah. of, of, of like the colleges? Back in the day, it was uh, a couple Austrian teams. Uh, Graz was good. They were, they of were course. always, yeah, of course they were. Of course they were the neighbors. They were like the young Toto Wolves. Yeah, exactly. These guys' cars are, they were partnered or branded up with uh, Red Bull at the time. So, you know, you've got this little Red Bull race car and you're like, holy shit, this thing is, you know, they've got a full <laughs> carbon fiber monocoque, which is becoming popular in that. And like most teams have a full carbon fiber monocoque in that now, like, but they're, they're getting, you know, they're getting support from OEMs. They're getting support from 
you know, Audi, BMW, whatever else, Porsche to help build these, you know, cars. And here's the technology. Here's how you do the tooling and all the stuff. And it's like, this is who we're competing with. So we're these little guys, uh, you, you know, cool runnings with your fucking. Nah, we sled. were we were pretty good. We were pretty good. My my university from Texas was like one of the universities that was one of the first. Like I I have pictures of the 1983 UT Arlington Formula Student Car. You know, I got to I drove the 1987 UT Arlington Formula Student Car to train in. You know, like as to how to drive a Formula Student Car. It's like what the fuck. And it says you were team captain. How did you? How did you make? How did you? You so you were like a leader of men. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, basically, I was just—I was just like—I was pretty fired up. Man. I wanted—I wanted to do stuff good. I spent a lot of time. My—I did project management. I did design. I did manufacturing. And there's a couple handful of core dudes. And like, you'd be fucking killing yourselves until three o'clock in the morning, um, in the workshop. You know, what are you doing? You're machining stuff. You're welding. You're cutting stuff. You're—you're setting up the car. You're building things. You're looking after, making sure the guys laminating all the carbon fiber stuff for the wings. The wheels are doing everything and just running a project. So it was, that that was really was like right. I'm fired up. I'm, I can dedicate myself to something, and it, it's a passion thing. Like I'm so driven. And then it was like, you know what? I want to go to. I want to try to get a job in Formula One. I was like, how the fuck do you do that? And uh, how how the fuck did you do that? I don't know. I don't know. I I paid some guys some money. Did you have connect? I mean, like your success in that did that help or no? Or was that like no no? It was really. it was. I don't think it helped. No, like it. It, in the long run, it helped, but immediately yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't help, if that makes sense. So I talked to somebody. I had a family friend that did racing, and he he was like, you know what, man? I don't I don't see the path to get there. And that seems like, you know, if, if you want to go over there, you can spend a lot of money and probably come away empty-handed. Are you ha comfortable with that? And I was like, yeah, I guess so. Like, I can get more money later. I just get a job. It, like, grows on trees, effectively, right? You just get more money. Right. You just work more, and you get more money, and you can, like, well, I fucked that up. I'll spend it on something else. But... He was like, why don't you try and find a job in NASCAR or IndyCar? I'm like, well, because I don't have any experience. And I'm reaching out to these teams and they're like, who are you? I was like, well, I've got, I'm 24, 25. I've got a mechanical engineering degree. I've got some experience in Formula C. And he's like, well, you need to go work at a racetrack and learn something from the ground. I was like, okay, maybe I do need to do that. But I was like, I'll try something else. So I went to the UK. There's a couple of motorsport universities that have motorsport master's degrees. And the funny thing was I knew a lot of other American guys who were coming into the sport through these universities. So they were in the UK, which is at the time was the biggest game changers. Like to be in the UK, then I could get a visa to work for a team for two years or to work for two years after my degree finished. And that was a deal. Right. So when you go to apply for a team, like, do you have the right to work in this country? Be it, it's basically the UK or Italy for Formula One teams. And the answer for most people is no. I don't have a visa at the time there was a, a gateway for visas so that helped me out massively and uh basically long story short of it i did this degree for a year yeah uh and then i saw a vehicle dynamics job advertised at force india for a student placement so it's intended for like a second year student you know like because in basically in the uk you go you go to university for two years you do an industrial placement for a year then you go and finish off your degree right so I basically took some poor kid's placement. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm in the door. Get out of here. I'm the future. <laughs> so they, they basically they, they took a, a gamble on me and, and hired me. And I got promoted to like a, a proper position shortly after that. So gotcha, gotcha. I was broke. I, I was I was broke for a while. Definitely. But you broke. got your foot in the door. Absolutely. Force India. And this was in 2011. I looked at your LinkedIn. Yeah, it's was, it was like end of 11. <laughs> so it's basically 2012 season was when. My first season at Force India. 
And then, uh, yeah, and then you had the – so it was like I looked at all the, the drivers there at that time, and it was like something weird was going on at Force India when you were there because yeah. it was like Adrian Suto was there, and yeah, then yeah. he left. Nico Hulkenberg was there, and then he left, and then they came back. When was something <laughs> not weird happening at Force India? But, but Adrian Sutil left yep. and came back, yep. and Nico Hulkenberg left and came back. What happened with yeah, that? I have no idea. I don't, like, I mean, Force India was one of the best bang for your buck teams at the time. They, you know, sometimes, right. sometimes yes. they did, sometimes they did brilliantly. Sometimes they were back of the pack, but it was, it was a small team, and it was a really awesome place to work. I have no idea what was going on. Like, I think, like, when somebody ran out of money, like, who's the next guy? But like both both Adrian right. and Hulkenberg were pretty decent drivers. Um, right. I worked with Deresta and Perez, so you know that that was after I guess was it Perez left uh, McLaren, right? Yes. Or, yeah, he had a, he had a, a tough season at McLaren. I don't even remember that anymore. And then uh, Force India picked him up because that was that was one of the only cars going, and uh, got a couple podiums I think while he was there. And but Hulkenberg, I was looking at this Hulkenberg beat Perez that season in points yeah. at least and now Hulkenberg's out of the fucking he's yeah. done and yeah. Perez is thriving. Yeah. Now Perez um, is Perez is an animal. He's hungry. So wait, you you get in there and like what where do you start like where what are your responsibilities in like that position and then like how do you yeah. kind of like how do you like do you imp- are you like how do you make a name for yourself within that? Like, is is it? I, I I would assume that it's like kind of sink or swim. It's like either you got it or you yeah. don't. Like, and like, where did you feel like you were able to? Like, what did you learn in that first year? What did you think that you knew about like racing? And then after like being being around the Formula One cars, we were like, oh, like this is a whole other thing. Dude. Or were you kind of like, this is ultimately kind of the just a more advanced version of the shit that I was doing in college. Like, yeah, what, it's it's the exact same. It's it's a bit like that, and it's like one of those things. You're like, you think. You think you rock up to Formula One and everybody knows everything. And the only reason you're doing a shit job is because you don't have as much money. Completely wrong. Mm. You know, because, like, you see this year with Mercedes, like, obviously having all the cash, all the experience, the best drivers, like, some of the best drivers for sure. Right. And and they're they're struggling. It's like you don't know everything. And then when the stuff that you don't know that you don't know creeps out of the woodwork, you end up P3, almost P4 in the Constructors' Championship, you know, a third, a quarter of the way through the season. Right. My first year was pretty like I showed up at the team as a vehicle dynamics engineer. So I spent a lot of time running simulations, uh, trying to optimize the car, looking at data, like making sure that the models that we're running that represent the car behave like the car does on the track. I spent a lot of the time uh, helping prepare stuff for the simulator. So when the drivers come in, they go do the, you know, their virtual test sessions in the simulator. I was looking after that. And that was kind of what put my name in the hat when uh, when hell broke loose. This, this this is a pretty interesting story. So I show up in December, maybe before that. And basically, I've not been there that long. Uh, Barcelona rocks around, and uh, they've got a problem. They've lost a performance engineer. They're like, what? He got headhunted. What happened? <laughs> no, I I don't long. I don't know. Well, yeah. I don't know. You you told this story in a sketchy way. Did he get whacked? Like what happened? <laughs> no, no, no. I I think long story short, um, something happened after Bahrain. With there was like a, that was one of the years where shit was going crazy in Bahrain. The guys are driving to the track. There's fucking flaming tires. There's there's Molotov cocktails. The people in Bahrain are pissed off. And uh, oh, it's like a it's a huge oh, okay. unrest. Yeah. yeah, there's a huge drama and a, a couple of people 
just at that point like fuck it i'm, I'm done and one I'm of those out. guys oh so you know i i a week two weeks before that or maybe a month before that i was talking to the head of race engineering because when i got there i was like i don't want to be in because this is during the arab spring <laughs> I guess so. I don't know. <laughs> you were racing during the Arab Spring. Is that what that was? Anyway. Well, Arab Spring was 2011. I think it was after that. It was, I think it was 2000. Oh, okay. It might have been 2012. But like, I, you know. Okay, whatever. I asked, you know. <laughs> no, no. It was during the Arab Spring, okay? That works for the podcast. It's a better story. <laughs> Sorry. We'll correct the narrative. We'll just course correct there. Yeah, it was, it was definitely that thing. It was that one. <laughs> But I was like, I want to be a race. I want to be at the engineer at the track. I want to be a performance engineer. And they're like, cool. Well, get in line, kid. I'm like, well, like, what do I need to do? And they're like, you just, you just need to wait for somebody to leave. You're like, you know, you've, you're not that experienced. You don't know what you're doing yet. So, you know, you've only been here for a couple months. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, well, that shit happens. And they're like, cool. Uh, so about that conversation, uh, there's a test next week. You're running your performance engineering the car at that test. And uh, also, if you want the job, you can have it. And I'm like, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> Oh you know, like a lot of wow. a lot of the guys, you know, going from academia to vehicle dynamics to being at the track as a performance engineer in less than 12 months never happens, but it happened. So I was like, cool. I had no idea what I was fucking doing for like the first year. It was great. <laughs> well, it sounds like it sounds like it sounds like you being at a shit show kind of helped you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, yeah, it was it was right time, right place. But I was like the least shit person for the job. And they're like, yeah, he probably will fuck it up the least of the people that we've got right here. So, uh, yeah, you can do it. <laughs> Wow. So it, you were just on the racetrack, like looking at the data, like as they're flying around. Yeah, yeah. You're you're on a you're on a little Max Verstappen trap. You're on a little Max Verstappen yeah. track right there. Uh, yeah. yeah. It was all it of was a sudden the fast he's on a Formula to, uh, One car. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It was like what what is this? So like the first time the car fires up and you've got live telemetry firing past your face, you're like, so uh so hey, what am I supposed to be doing again? And they're like <laughs> Yeah, make sure the car doesn't burn down. I'm like, Yeah, cool. Right. Wait. So, what are you doing? So, what's the so? Just, can you just explain the gig really quickly? Yeah. Right. So, at the track, you've got several groups of people, right? You've got yeah. uh, you've got strategists and operation, the people like looking after you know the the plan of how it works, and that's kind of like a communication loop between team principal, strategy, and the race engineers, right? Then, in the engineering crews, you've got a couple different groups of people, but for the most part, the people you talked about the most are race engineer. Uh, who I like to refer to as the babysitters with the clipboard that look after tire pressures. That's what those guys do. Um, and then there's your performance mm. engineers who are the dorks. Uh, and we're, we're, the, mm. we're the nerdy data perverts just digging into all the squiggly lines and the telemetry and everything else. So that's, those, that's the kind of thing. Like the race engineer looks after making sure the car is running on the track, making sure the driver is happy, looking at some of the data, making sure the driver's got gaps, uh, recording feedback and looking after the mechanical setup of the car like the springs the bars the ride heights the setup and then the performance engineers digging into the data to say is this stuff that is happening doing what we think it is and what do i think we should be doing and you know then that's a that's a, a conversation loop with the race engineer and a driver and then you overnight work on the setup of the car arrive, arrive in you know saturday morning with a new setup go through p3 make sure you've got the right shit on the car for qualifying and then you're doing all sorts of other stuff but a uh, performance engineer is basically telling the driver where he's fast or slow, trying to find out where the driver can go faster, um, looking at the control systems like the brake balance system and the differential system, uh, looking at the brakes and making sure the brakes are functioning properly because if the brakes don't function properly, that sucks. Huge. Um, yeah. The brakes are super temperamental on a Formula One car, or they, they can be. And then looking at the race fuel, making sure there's enough fuel in the car and it doesn't run out. 
you're basically like the 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 nerdy guy in the Matrix who like looks at the green lines. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's while, us. while the while the guys are doing the cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now I gotta just one quick question. Was there ever a moment like where you're looking at that shit and it's like Neo when he stops the bullets and Morpheus is like, he's beginning he he is the one. Like whose <laughs> telemetry like looked the best? That's weird. weird. Like, do you jerk off to anybody's telemetry? No, not really. <laughs> you just no. Like print out that. I mean, okay. but also for my whole first th- season, I thought it was normal to be hung over all the time, and I was like, "Wait a minute, this isn't how this works." It's like, dude, you don't, you don't look too good. You're missing some color. It's like, well, I just had a couple beers last night, man. Isn't that how we're supposed to do it with the racetrack? So I, I figured out that the hard way. But there's definitely the wet dream, or you know, like the the thing you see, and it's like when you see your teammate, you know, your driver going out. And you're looking at both cars telemetry at the same time, right? And you're always comparing. It's like, right, here's what your teammate, you know, when I was working on Duress's car, I was like, what is he doing better than Adrian or Hulkenberg? You're like, right, where is he finding time? And you're looking at them and you're feeding that back now. Is that the, can you hear the ice cream yeah, truck outside? That's an ice cream. It's a literal fucking ice cream truck. Yeah, I'm going to go. Brian, is that you? No, it's no. me. He's just stopped. He's just stopped. I'm going to go outside. There's an ice cream truck. Yeah, do you guys want they anything? They have ice cream trucks like that in England? <laughs> Apparently. I've never heard this guy before, but the sun's out. The buns are out. You're doing an American podcast, so they were like, let's get the classic American yeah, exactly. staple. The dee 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 yeah, the dee other one is on a Friday night, the fish and chip truck that comes through the neighborhood. So it's this like van, and they're serving the fish and chips just as as, as you do. It's it's delightful. It's, it's delightful. Where in London do you live? I live outside, so I live near where uh, the Red Bull factory is, so like an hour outside of London. Okay. Uh, we live in the countryside. Uh, you ever drive? You ever drive by and you're like, hmm? You ever get wistful? <laughs> nah, I I, okay. I I've got a bunch of I've got a bunch of buddies that still work there, so I might go like drive up to drive up to the old work and go for a walk at lunch, just chill out. <laughs> See the boys? They're like so jealous of you. They're no. like, they're just, you're like, I'm a Twitch streamer now. Yeah, they're like, bro. hey, you're <laughs> fucking poor. <laughs> yeah, but you're like, yeah, but I work, I work three hours a day. Oh, dude, I've, dude, I, I've, I've got to be honest. I've probably been working harder on this, trying to do YouTube and Twitch and like content, than I have in the la- long time. And I worked hard before. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to slack off but like it's, <laughs> you know what it's it's, it's different when you're doing something for yourself you know it always hits yeah. different it's sure, always for, hits different but because uh, it's your own personal th- like it's right. like at the end of the day it's like max verstappen who's who like looks bad <laughs> yeah no exactly but like but at the end of the day like formula one teams are these huge massive yeah. things and there's so much momentum and it's it's very difficult for one person to have a profound influence on that whereas if you're doing something for your own, you have no inertia. You can change corners. If you, if you start making some ideas or content that you don't like, you can just zag on it immediately. It's like, no, let's go the other way. That didn't work, you know? Right. Whereas, like, this big corporation. We're going to get to that. You're Frank Williams and Bruce McLaren in it. Um, wait, yeah, exactly. I've, I have one question about, the uh, about like, the telemetry and yeah i went i went on a get. huge tangent there no, no I, it was the ice cream truck that no i was us. my no, no, fault that was, that that was the totally ice cream fine. truck never you matt so like in terms of that data coming in as quickly as it does like the sensors like how like what on the three when you see like this is what they're doing yeah. on the throttle on the brake the gas the, yeah. the 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 temperature on the brakes like all of those set like what like how does that that does that shit ever like fucking lag? Like, what's the technology nah. that's used to like give you like it's how just immediate a, is that happening? It's uh, the telemetry is probably 
one to two seconds delayed from the car. It's a proprietary, like I think it's just a radio transmitter, and they've every every team has an antenna, and the data's just coming in. It's fast, man. Like when, like for, say for example, when your driver, say say it's wet or he's had a spin or a lockup, you see that in the data immediately. And you're like, hey, uh, you've probably got a flat spot. Driver comes on the radio. Yeah, tires are flat spotted. <laughs> you know, it's it's like that. So it's wow, it's yeah. it's quick and like. The way that you set up your your loops and how you're monitoring things, you've got stuff where there's stuff that it's not that important to see every like instantaneous, like every second. It's not that important. So you might look at that and there's some stuff that comes up like here's an average of that value every lap. And you're like, okay, that's normal. You know, like maybe the, the right. downforce levels on the car. It's like, okay, we we've the downforce is normal. We've not lost anything. Nothing weird's happening. Nothing to worry about there. The brake temperatures, right? Those are those are stabilizing. Those aren't going to be a concern later. Those are normal. But then you're then you're like, right. When all that shit's good, then you're looking at like the the details. Like, all right, he's just gone in braking for turn one. What's the brake bounce? Is he like starting to lock the fronts up a little bit, or the rear sliding a bit too much? And then you're thinking about that, and you're waiting for the next lap to see, right? Did he just push too much that lap, or was it, you know, are the tires going off? And then you give them a nudge, like, hey, try this brake balance map because that will take some load away from the rear tires. And the driver knows, all right, that brake balance map is gonna go forwards i might have a little bit more front locking and he knows that loop and and it's like this open communication process where you're feeding info to the race engineer the race engineers you know packaging that up to see what's important to tell the driver at that time and then he does the communication loop and then you're monitoring what happens after he's made a change to see did so that improve our situation so that's actually the so you can be very verbose and it's actually the race engineer's job to try to like get it to him in the most succinct way possible exactly and at the same time, as a, as an like a, as as the the in, the support engineers like the control systems guy that does starts and looks after all the other like the clutch and everything else like that, and the engine guys, it's your job when you're in the comms loop with the race engineer to be as succinct as possible. Like you want to you want to give mm -hmm. him five words. It's like uh, rear's locking too much. Try brake balance three, and then the race engineer. No, he like you know he's he's tried that. He knows what that is. He can see where he's at, and he's like, okay, yeah. I'll get that. And he's like, try break. You know, then he'll relay that message to the driver if he thinks it's relevant at that time. Because he might be managing traffic. He might be talking with the strategy. And if you're if you're a performance engineer, you've got, I mean, I remember having at the racks, we call them, or at the alcove, um, looking at the telemetry. And you've probably got up to six or seven voices in your headset at all the time. Mm. And you're just like, you're just locking into those channels. And maybe, you know, Okay, that's not that important. I'll turn that person down for a little bit, but <laughs> right or mute right. them entirely. Not really, but like you know, there's a lot of stuff going on, and uh, they're like a director of a film almost, like because it's like you have all these departments that all want, and you just figure out what's important. In yeah, and for the most part, if there's like anything critical, that person will go straight to the engineer to tell them, you know, issue with the car, expect this. Right. You know, whereas me, if there's uh, something, it's like if it's like me trying to find how to go a bit faster, I'll ask this guy or that guy something. Or they'll ask me, hey, can we do this? Hey, can we do that? So, I have a question so, about like, when you say brake balance. So, like, I'm uh, my, my dumb yeah. Uh, yeah. assumption of what that means is that, like, that sometimes you're engaging the front brakes more than you're engaging the rear brakes, or sometimes Absolutely. you're engaging the rear brakes. And so... Absolutely. And and that's, like, a mode that on the wheel, they can they can just turn it to be, like, brake yeah. balance one, brake balance two. And so, I, it... On like certain tracks, is there like going into this corner? You always do brake balance too. It, it is, there's ideas like, for example, say at the beginning of the lap, you know the front tires are a bit cold. 
yeah. you can't put that much torque through the front brake so the fronts will lock immediately so maybe for turn one on a certain lap you might run the brake balance rearwards on a qualifying lap for turn one and you can bind like buttons and paddles to change the map by like several positions or just offset the brake balance either way because the, the brake balance on a formula one car is super crazy so you like you're, you're on your road car you've got a brake balance which is like let's say 55 percent on the front and 45 percent on the rear all the time the uh -huh. formula one car has this electronic map which says if you're pushing the brakes this hard here's your balance if you're pushing the brakes this hard here's the balance if you're pushing the brakes this hard this is the balance and it changes through the cornering phase and you wow. can shape that and that's something that the performance engineers are tuning you've only got five of those maps so you do you know you you think about what you're going to need for qualifying what you need for the race and you try to build those maps and because once you go into qualifying you can't change those maps those are set right and the driver can right. adjust which map he wants on the wheel and you know shift it forwards and backwards overall but it's um it's the bread and butter of the right. performance engineers right um we're gonna get we have more technical questions but we want to yeah, kind of yeah. just get through your whole yeah, yeah, yeah. career so wait wait we need we need more <laughs> we need more dish we need more dish on force india we need to know a little bit about vj right. malia we need to know about like like what the vibe what like what was it like working there like you you were talking about you know drinking with it we were talking about drinking coming in hungover like what's the what's the vibe <laughs> of uh of the force india? what's the the force india culture Force India was super chill. Back in the day, it was the small team <laughs> that did like huge bang for the buck. They were always conservative and they always did relatively well for how little money they had. And, you know, like there was points where like there was a whole stage where like people were complaining they weren't getting paid on time and shit like that. That was after mm -hmm. I left, but that was in the dark ages. But that team had been through hell and back. It had been what? It was, it was Jordan. It was Spiker. It was... You know, it was all these teams and they're just struggling for cash. But I was there at Force India into the Sahara Force India phase. DJ was very interesting character. Very interesting character. There was a game that all, I, t I told the story the other day. There's a game all the mechanics like to play. It was who can get VJ to shake their hand. <laughs> so imagine you, imagine you just had a great result. Pe yeah. It's 2014. Perez is on the podium in Bahrain. And the boys are like, right, let's see if you can get a handshake off of VJ. None of them. He's just like, no, I don't I don't touch poor people. <laughs> that it's, was the vibe, or that's what he said. Nah, he didn't say that. Of course he didn't say that. But it's, you know, it's like, you know, it's like all the boys be like, yay, VJ. And he's like, mm. Interesting. It was weird, dude. My impression of him would be that he doesn't um shake hands, he just like grabs you and shakes you. <laughs> that would that would that'd be my, my impression of him. You know, that would have been validating, but I never got that validation. <laughs> he never talked to any No, but like he was he was the peasants. Yeah, we're just they're just the dudes that make his toy car set go around, it felt like. I don't know. Right. Maybe that's not the vibe, but I yeah, he did not engage with he engaged with very few people on the team. Was uh, so Otmar was there at the time or uh, Otmar was there, yeah, yeah. He's awesome. Oh Otmar was awesome. Otmar was the go-between between the peasants. Right. Yeah. But he was the guy that was there every day. Yeah. And what was the what was the culture that he sort of fostered, you know, day to day? Work hard. Um, yeah. I mean, he was the guy that kept this, you know, these, you've got these unsecure funds. You don't know when the next bit of money is coming in. If VJ or Sahara are bringing in money, who knows? Like, I don't know any of that story. But Otmar kept the ship rolling, right. man. Well, I have two questions, but I'll, I'll get to this first, which is 
How the fuck did you guys do so well? Because you guys would finish like sixth, right? Yeah, yeah. Out of we had 11. a couple of great results. Yeah, and um, you were getting you had you had no money, and then Stroll takes over the same team, pours way more money into it, and they suck now. Yeah, like they're a garbage fire. Can you explain that to me? <laughs> Here's what I think, and I, I don't. This is not a reflection of like the team, but it's like Force India used to be your mega bang for the buck team. You know, like they were super conservative. They did not have money to piss down like scatter firing problems. It's like, well, what about we try all these fifty different concepts? You, you didn't have right. money for that. It's like we know this works. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bank on this concept, and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If it does work. You know, and they they were very good at the fundamentals, and it seems like the more layers and people they add to the team, there's just all these people trying to go in all these different directions. And maybe that's not true, but at the end of the day, yeah, they've they've obviously approached some concepts that aren't good because I think Seb's Seb's a great driver. Stroll's become a very <sighs> reasonable driver. As much as everybody wanted to dog on him at the beginning, like he's not bad. You know, he's he's not. Do we a, know that? I, I don't. Wait, do we know that Seb's a good driver? Do we know that Seb's a good driver at this point in his career? Yeah, I think so. I think he's still good. I think that car's not great at all. The car is bad. All right, we're gonna get to. We're actually gonna get to Seb in a second when we get to your Red Bull days. So let's let's move. So you get the. So you get the call. So yeah, how does the how does the move to Red Bull happen? Yeah, uh, it was a big bag of money, and I sent it to Christian, and uh, he was like, "All right, that's enough money." No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> He, you, you paid Christian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got headhunted or what happened? I applied for a job. Long story short, okay. there was a job going for a performance engineer. And like, you know, that's, you know, when you're in the small team, you're like, I was like, I want to get to the top, man. I want to work with, I want to work with Sebastian Vettel. I want to work with Daniel Ricardo, whatever. Like, I, like, you know, you see that. And like, I knew, I knew the guys that do that. And I knew that they were both moving on. So uh, there was a job going. So I apply for it. My first interview was with Rocky and the old performance engineer called Tim. Uh, that was my first interview. Uh, and then Seb was there as well. I was like, you know, Sebastian. Seb was there? Yeah, Sebastian Vettel interviewed did, me for my first did, interview at Red Bull. Oh, my what, God. Did he, ask you, so you, did he ask you questions where you're like, this guy knows his shit? No, and he, like, most of the questions he asked me were like very interpersonal questions. Like, what, what, why do you want to do this? He's like, you know, and Rocky was oh, the wow. same way. Rocky was like, you moved from America. Rocky used to race engineer Indy cars. Like that's Rocky's right. home ground is, you know, being in America doing that. But Seb was like, what's your motive? Like, what do you want to do? Like, why do you want to do this? And they asked me some technical questions and I was very comfortable Vettel with them. Vettel wanted to know the guy. Yeah, yeah. Vettel, Vettel, Vettel's a very person. Like he's a, he's a, he's a people guy. He's a, you know, he's, uh, wow. You know, he's, he's really good technically and he needs like at the end of the day when you're working with these guys for 20 something races a year you need to have a good relationship and he's like if i don't get along with you i don't give a fuck how smart or how good you are at your job because if i hate you and like i think you're a dork we can't communicate so we got on well um i got the job eventually after a couple more interviews wait, wait, who is your next interview oh okay uh, i want to know who is the last interview <laughs> uh, the the last interview was a, a a senior person in the team um and it was like oh, okay. the, it was the person that just like behind the scenes made sure everything worked, and uh, they were like, "Okay, I like." So you. it was no Schmishman, we'll Schmishman, Schmorner. No, I, was, I didn't. I, I never talked to Christian before I, I joined the team. Okay, okay. And okay. and Vettel didn't. Have, Vettel. It was Vettel's final question. Like, so how do you feel about climate change? 
<laughs> he didn't ask me about that one. But a funny story though. So I, I don't want to jump ahead too far, but you know, I never got to work with Seb because yeah. that was when Seb left for Ferrari. Um, and then also I did not get to work with Rocky because he became the chief race engineer. And my uh, race engineer that I worked with for my entire career at Force India also jumped ship to go to Red Bull as well. So I worked with GP for the entire six years I was at the track, which was cool. I got me, he, he and I were like, we got on, but it, the, he just, he just followed you there and was yeah. like, it's Brittany, bitch. It's yeah, me. it was like, I'm back. That, that was actually, that was actually even funnier story. So we're in a spa 2014. It's before the race, and GP's like, hey, man, you good? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, have you checked Twitter? I'm like, no, dude, I don't use Twitter. And he's like, okay, cool. I was like, that was a weird interaction, you know? <laughs> and then uh, I sit down at my computer for the race. I'm checking my spreadsheets and making sure all the telemetry is loaded and we're good. And uh, the, the one of the guys next to me is like, hey, GP's going to Red Bull, too. And I was like, what are you talking about, man? And he opens up Twitter and it's in my face, and I was like, okay. And then GP like apologized to me after. He's like, I'm sorry. I know you don't want to work with me anymore. I'm like, no, it's not like that, dude. <laughs> Just when I thought I was out, they ah! pull me back in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Good for him. Wait, so I want to get into Vettel because you got in there to work with Vettel, but I was I went I dug in because this was pre this was pre Drive to Survive, but I pre DTS. I, I did some I did some digging, Blake. Okay, you got some dirt. You got some dirt. You want to talk about Matt? Daniel Ricardo is beating the fucking brakes off Vettel, and it looked like Vettel ran off. Like a little bitch to Ferrari because he couldn't stand the heat that Ricardo was fucking slinging at him. Am I wrong? I think that car really played to Daniel's strengths. Ah, uh -huh. okay. This is foreshadowing for what's coming later for Daniel. Yes, 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 it is. And, and it, but it's also foreshadowing to what you see, what you saw with Seb. Like, you know, like Seb dominated that, you know, blown diffuser everything you know like there's no you can't take that away from him it wasn't the best car either and it wasn't the best engine but it, it wasn't no nah. really oh I mean, there was there were points where it was the best car but there were definitely points where they they clawed back from kind of being in the mix it wasn't it wasn't always who, who would you best, think were, who who were it, it would have been ferrari who was who, who, who did else? you think had the best car those yeah years? in that era i've i've erased it from my memory because it was too painful and that was before i was in the sport so <laughs> okay so but so so, so you so you actually don't know no no, no I, I don't think it was the best car all the time there was definitely years where they were dominant but blake we asked you who you thought had the best car and you're like i don't fucking know nah, it wasn't it, it, nailed him. it wasn't them nailed all right him. all right i'm on the fraud watch man i'm i'm out i gotta that's go what you get. that's what happens when you this is the no spin zone with bill o'reilly okay <laughs> yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> wait, wait, but but um, because I was looking at Daniel's results, he beat Vettel. Yep, he was beating Verstappen those years. Is is I want to so you were there in the Ricardo years, like he was good. Yeah, definitely, he was really good. He was a dude. Yeah. Do you think? Do you, Do you think Ricardo like could have been a world championship driver if Red Bull wasn't didn't take a dip to Mercedes those in, in those years or no? Probably, yeah, but I, I just okay. I, I don't know, and those are really, okay. really hard questions, and yeah, you never know what you don't know. So wait, you come in, so you come in in what in 2014 at Red Bull? What's your first no, year at Red Bull? 15, 15 was my first, 15 with Kvyat. So okay. Vettel goes Ferrari, Kvyat joins Red Bull alongside Ricardo. Right, and then like yeah. and then like six races in, they move him back to, to Toro Rosso, and then it's 
Or is that the next? Yeah, that was the next season. Oh, no, okay, Kvyat. Okay, okay. So what I don't understand is Kvyat. I actually looked this up. Kvyat beat Ricardo in the points. Yeah, yeah. He, he Kvyat beat him. And then they shipped his ass off. Yeah. So can you explain that a little bit? I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. You they, don't know. The, uh, from what it seems like is there was. It's in the it's in the media. Like Max, hungry to get to the top. There's contract deals. People are trying to get at him. Whatever. So they're like, right, let's right. do this deal. Kvyat's had a really st rough start to 2016. Uh, he had a little ding-dong in Russia, smashing into Seb, and it was right. just a shit fight. So why don't we do this? Let's just do – I show up in the office, and they're like, right, uh, you've got a new driver for Barcelona. Get ready. I'm like, cool. It was like that. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know the details, but that's where I, I, I come in. I find out, right, Max is your new driver. He'll be here for the sim. We're going to get to know him. Uh, have fun. And that first race, and then that first race, he wins. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he won Barcelona. He won the first that race. That was when Rosberg and Rosberg Lewis and Hamilton smashed crashed. it up. Turn Whoa. four. Right, 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 right. So Max is Wait, first. Wait, so, so you got you to we gotta, we gotta slow this the <laughs> fuck down. Put the brakes on. Yeah, yeah. Pump the brakes. Put the brakes. <laughs> okay, fuck yeah. Okay, plug uh, okay. plug the channel. Full. Plug the channel. So they go, they go we're going to be having, you have a new driver. His name is Max Verstappen. <laughs> Okay, so 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 what? What's the first time you laid eyes on this fucking kid? He shows up in the simulator to do a race prep session to get involved. That here's how the steering wheel works. Here's how the race procedures work. Here's what we're gonna do on blah blah blah. And uh, yeah, the dude. What was your first impression of him as as a driver? If you don't want to get into the personal, that's nah, fine. like he's, he's direct dude, friendly, nice to talk to, um, young kid, super keen, super keen, just like into it. You know, he's fire and quick. So when he was doing it, when he was in the simulator, were you like, were you like Morpheus? Like he is, he, he, he is the one <laughs> that, that wasn't, you were like more because, because Christian is like Morpheus. Like he is the one. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Right? yeah. We, we, it was one of those things you never know. Like the simulators are weird. Some drivers get on well with simulators. Some of them don't. So like, you don't really use simulators to assess pure pace. Very often, uh, I see. Right. But it, it's, so it's more so of a, did, it's a so tool. So did Christian? Did Christian? Did Christian bring him in and say, "Take good care of him"? Yeah, basically, it's like here's your new driver. This is it. Right. It's like right here's the deal. You've got a new driver. Okay. He's starting. He's gonna be driving the car in Barcelona. Um, Danny's going to drive the Toro. So he's still got a seat. Don't worry about him. He'll be fine. But that was it. <laughs> it was super weird. I'm like, okay, cool, new driver. So. You know, the fourth, the third driver I worked with in an 18-month period, I was like, okay, cool. And then he smashed it. What, like, yeah, like, so what's the vibe? I mean, like, were you, uh, you must have been that shocked first that win? he wins his yeah. first. Was that was, your, that wasn't your I first was in, win as a as a performance yeah. engineer, though, or was it? My uh, Google started playing music in the background. It must have been something I said. <laughs> Skynet's taking over. It's like, you want to listen to some deep trance right now. <laughs> it's playing Supermax. Yeah, it's probably going to be like some mood music. <laughs> so that was my first win in Formula One as an engineer. Okay. Was it was it twelve year old Max? Yeah, he was, he was eleven at the time. But you know. No. So wait, when you're when you're doing the performance, are you doing it for one car? You're, you're, yes. you're like there's one He's for each. Max. Yeah, yeah. So then were you then with? Are, so then are you like are you with Max every race from yeah. then on? Or is okay? So you were Max's guy. We're okay. a team, yes. Yeah, so. And you're like and you're like after that you're like I think I could get used to this Max guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, yeah. So did you miss did you miss Kvyat fucking crashing into people or <laughs> I got a golden ticket. Like, I got a golden <laughs> ticket in my hands. <laughs> I had a really good relationship with Danny as well. Like we right. we had a good vibe. Like he had an okay season. The car was super unreliable. 
um the first bit of 2016 had a couple smash ups and unfortunately but he came off the back of a podium in china as well like just a couple yeah. races before that so it's like it, it didn't it was weird but that's how it happened and yeah so you think he got you think that daniel got done a little dirty maybe is is it is what it is like i uh-huh who knows okay but, so 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 max yeah, so your yeah. max's performance engineer was that just like following Metallica, like like as a roadie, like this is just epic? That was cool because like you're just part of the engineering team to help get the most out of that car and that driver, and you're you're collaborating with the other mm -hmm. car as well. It's like right here's what we're thinking on setup. This works. This doesn't work. Um, and then finding the things that your driver likes and makes him go quickly. And you know that he got out qualified by Daniel in Barcelona, and he's like, "No, nah, I don't like qualifying. That's you know." Then <laughs> and then then all of a sudden. He starts showing up in FP1, and it's like, why is the floor smashed to fucking bits, and why is the front wing hanging off the car? It's because this kid was like, I got out-qualified last weekend, and I'm going to go 110% in free practice one so I can be ahead. And uh, right. that's that's how it worked. And it's been that ever since. Yeah. So I guess my question is... Um... What did you see, Max, in the data? Like, what were you like? So he was lo he lost to Daniel in those first two seasons. He was young. Like, what did you see him improving on? Like, like as a as the cyborg that he is, what did you yeah. see the app updates? What were the app updates that were happening to him? Yeah, Skynet was like just basically the guy could deal with. You you see his handling. What was that Brazilian Grand Prix in the wet? That master class of wet driving. He's driving. There's like doesn't matter where he's driving around everybody on the fucking track. And that was the kind of thing that he can, you know, he, he can deal with a, a difficult handling car and he can go closer to the limit than everybody else can. That was, that's what sets him apart. Interesting. And you see that, you see that in the telemetry. You, you, you can and you can't, you can be like, he's definitely going faster than the other guy can go through there. And the car's, you know, a little bit more nervous, a little bit more unstable because he's out there in the place where the car is like on the edge, but he can get closer to that without stepping over it. And he did step over it plenty of times. You know, like right. you, you see, it's like, why is the front wing damaged? Why is the floor? Why'd you run wide? He's like, well, I had to find out where it was. I'm not going to wait until qualifying and be like, oh, I left a tenth on the table there in turn seven. Now he right. found that out. He found that out really early in the weekend. So it was, it was not like you could or couldn't see it, but it was like the rate at which he gets there is much faster. So he, he like he finds the limit. He really finds the limit more than anybody so. else. You, yeah, I, I so. got you. And. And it's interesting. And then Daniel Ricardo does what Vettel did, kind of, right? He fucking. He's, he, the car changes. Like I think uh, a lot, like a lot of these guys, get really tuned into the way a certain car handles. Right. And when the car goes mm. away from that, that's really difficult for them to reprogram. You know, tens of years of muscle memory of feeling, because like all it's it's your feeling through your hands. It's a feeling through your ass. It's the, you know, how your inner ear perceives motion and rotation and everything else. And it's like, uh. you know, this this muscle memory tells me that when this happens like this, the car's about to fuck me. So I'm not going to do that. Right. But actually, right. you go past that and you realize the car liked it a little bit and it's just a little bit naughty. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> driving a car is like fucking. We've been saying this for years. Exactly. You guys are years. way ahead of your time. You <laughs> right, right, right. We've been saying it's like it's like. It's like she winces when you pull her hair, but it's but she likes it. She likes when she yeah. And then it's like, sorry right. if I pulled your hair too hard. But uh, we just got pole position. I like right. yeah. We just, we, I liked it when you did that. I liked yeah. it when you pulled my hair. 
Um, so that's that's uh, that's that. Like, it's a good kind of hurt. Not yeah, yeah, bad, yeah. Not the bad. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it scared me a little bit, and I didn't think I'd like but, it, but it was fast. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it seems like it seems like what it takes to fuck that Red Bull car sometimes doesn't work on other cars. <laughs> it seems like yes. it seems like it's yeah. like it seems like oh yeah, like when I was at Red Bull, like I was fucking, I was fucking, and then yeah. like you get to a different car and you're like, these tricks don't work. Like this, no missionary only yes. here, please. None of the cool stuff. Missionary only. Nothing else. No, Red Bull likes it rough. Yeah, yeah Red yeah, Bull yeah. likes it rough. But it goes that's faster. Why, that's why Sergio Perez, family man, got to the Red Bull, and he's like. She don't. She don't like missionary. <laughs> I, I can go. I could go. I could go. I could go slow and steady. I. I keep the condom from burning off, which is the rubber. Yeah, which, right, this right. is the perfect and, analogy. And it's like no, no, no. Max doesn't use a condom. Max yeah, is going raw. crazy. Max is, Max is going in raw. So wait, what makes that Red Bull car? Oh, what makes that Red Bull car such a dirty little slut? <laughs> at the end of the day it's got a lot of downforce um mm. and it makes it easy to drive but sometimes it's not easy to drive but it has a lot of downforce if you can deal with it and what's wrong of, with too much downforce nothing nothing but like let's say for example like there's a lot of downforce but when you go outside of this window the car falls away or it's unpredictable or it's nervous like all the cars do that like every car does that and cars like you know, at the back of the field, they're so slow because they don't have any fucking downforce. They've got the same tires. They've got the same engines as their, you know, Mercedes to Williams. Factory. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They've got the same engine, but they've got the same tires. The only thing different is their aero and suspension. Most of that's in their aero. If you don't get the aero working and enough downforce on the car, you can't get the tires in the window on a single lap. And if you can't get the tires in the window, you can't get any lap time out of that. So the, 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 the cars, like the fast cars have a lot of downforce. And they have a lot of usable downforce. It's the same thing you saw with the Mercedes this year. They they had they, they designed the car for a lot of downforce, and they put the car right in this perfect window of where it needs to be to get the optimum out. They show up at the track, and the thing goes, oh, and shits itself. And it's like, oh god, we can't drive this car there. So we need to put the car in this place where we didn't design it, and it's fucking slow. Right. Right. That, that's how it is. Like the the, the the cars at the front of the field have a lot of very usable downforce. And I think this is why we were hearing that like some drivers get upset where they're moving the car away from the, the way they like it. Yeah. Right. Did you feel that happening, or you can't talk about that? No, I, I, I will say in general, to to design, like imagine you got a whole new set of regulations, right? And like the right. car is changing. In order to characterize what a driver is, his you know ideal like signature or thumbprint or you know vital sign of a car and like capture that and like right boys and girls we're making a new car this season let's get the max car and make it that's so difficult to do i don't think teams can do that yeah. when you hear the concept of like people tailoring a car to someone else or you know this driver yeah. more than that driver i mean yeah you can do that to an extent but stuff like aerodynamically those characteristic changes they take so long to implement. You like, say you've got a concept and you're like, I want to make the car more like this in these kind of corners. That could take two months. And right, then you could right. you get to a point in the season where the, the driver A versus driver B, their problem with the car is completely different than it was two months ago. So being like super specific in like building a Max Verstappen or a Sergio Perez car, that's difficult. So when people make excuses, when people were making excuses for Perez saying, oh, the car is more towards Max's liking, that's kind of bullshit. 
Oh, the, the car could still be more towards Max's liking, but I'm not sure that's a deliberate decision to prioritize right, one or the other. Right, you know what right, I'm saying? Like right, it's just, I got you. it's the, this, like when you're designing a new car, there's so much uncertainty, how the tires are going to behave, uh, how the aero behaves, you know, everything else, the chassis, you know, the suspension characteristic, all this stuff. And you add these, all these matrices of complication and handling on top of each other to be like, yeah, we made the max car. That's bullshit. Like he, but, but right. that doesn't mean that he, you can't end up in a place where he finds the car very favorable to be. So I, I've been hearing, I've been like hearing some stuff around that, like that the Red Bull car has is more prone to oversteer versus where, where like a McLaren car might be more prone to understeer. Is that yeah, like the, 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 yeah. the inherent balance of a car? I yeah. think most of that is related to the arrow and the tires. Yeah. So what, like, why? <laughs> it's like why do some teams they have the same engines? As the as the good teams, like <laughs> why can't they get their fucking arrow figured out? I mean, like I, I, it's like it's such a obviously there's it's such a technical yeah. question, but also like what the fuck? Why can't you get the downforce? <laughs> like what? Why? <laughs> I don't know. Um, honestly, it's 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 processes. The, the the thing like getting a car CFD, making the right assumptions because like all your tools, like your CFD, your computational, like your virtual wind tunnel making all the right assumptions to make sure that, that translates well and that makes good performance in the wind tunnel. And then, right, our wind tunnel program, make sure when you put that wind tunnel car on the track, it behaves the same way. Those all behave differently all the time. It's never like, we predicted this, we predicted that. How do you, how do you does Mercedes end up with a car that's porpoising itself to death and they can't put it in the window? It's because of all these things that you don't understand or you've missed about a new set of regulations or anything else. But uh, when you were at... Uh... Force India. Who is who is your supplier? Was, uh, it Mercedes? it was Mercedes. Yeah. Right. So you did you not notice ever like oh when Mercedes gets this uh, a cold you guys get the flu, like when their engine wasn't as good that year you guys really suffer because Mercedes I, was just good all the time when we right, had right, them right. and then the the, the first right. year, Force India had the hybrid the first hybrid Mercedes and that thing was badass. Right. But like right now, right now, what's happening is that we, we like it's like the Williams and Aston Martin are especially struggling, seemingly because the Mercedes engine is just like not as good as the Ferrari engine this year. Yeah, but but also the, the their their cars are not great either. Right, right, because we're making excuses for them because of the Mercedes power unit, which is not as good as the other suppliers of Ferrari and yeah. Red Bull, but. But McLaren is like doing not horrible. McLaren's no. actually doing better than the Ferrari supplied. Yes. McLaren's doing better than, um, you know, Haas and uh, AlphaTauri. Or Alfa Romeo, Alfa yeah. Romeo. Exactly. And Renault. And Renault. Yeah. yeah. Right. The, but Renault, Renault's, Renault's only supplying Alpine. So you kind of, you don't really have that much data. Like every now and then they, you know, they throw it on to a good result. Nando or Alcon will throw it in there. But that, that car, they're also burning through engines as well, which is, you know, relatively not surprising considering their history so when you see like mclaren doing well within with the same same you know engine as you know williams and aston and only one competent driver are you seeing mm. that as just like that is because they have better engineers in terms of their aero or, or they've or they've i wouldn't say like you can rate them better or worse yeah they they they, they made they made more good assumptions earlier than mercedes okay. have you know it's like you know like there's always a little bit of uncertainty and maybe you didn't check something properly or you didn't understand 
that this was going to be a problem or you made the wrong assumptions or you built your packaging too restricted so that you can't adjust the car outside of this window. And I think other teams that are figuring it out, like McLaren's a little bit up and down as well. Right. But but for the most part, they, they've out-qualified Mercedes. Mm-hmm. So, What the fuck's going on with Daniel Ricciardo? What do you think? What I, the fuck's happening with him? I think he's not getting along with that car very well, like we talked about before. Like, I think that's it. Because, like, mm-hmm. he knows how to drive Monaco. He's He's got a pole. Is he, has he been on pole in Monaco? He's won Monaco. Yeah, he's you won know, like, Monaco. Yeah, he's, yeah. you know, he's he, it's not like he doesn't know how to drive. But I think he's got a very particular car that he likes to drive, and that McLaren is not that car. Right. That, that McLaren is not a Daniel Ricciardo special. The Alpine or the Renault that he drove... I, I don't even remember how he did the other season. Like it wasn't like Well he, he came in fifth. He came in fifth in the driver's standings one year and he beat he beat the brakes off of like Hulkenberg and, yeah, and, Ocon. and Ocon. So yeah. I mean yeah. So I mean the car wasn't good, but he, Yeah, but he's not forgotten how to drive. Daniel still is a good driver, but that car, whatever it is, is like the anti Daniel car because because Norris is slapping the shit out of him realistically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like that's an interesting thing with this is like the driving style the driving style that suits and what kind of car suits the driving style yeah like that's that's always the part of the conversation and like i guess like we i know we kind of talked to this but like i I, i'm still trying to like figure out like what about i've heard that like it's like is it the sharp edges on the on the on the red bull that make it drive in that way like what are the characteristics that make the red bull so different from the mclaren like why is the mclaren why is like the red bull car such a different car to drive than a mclaren just like you look at you look at look at you've seen the pictures online right you see the ferrari the red bull and the mercedes you look at the side pods and everything else you've come up with three completely different philosophies and then you know maybe you don't see the mclaren in the mix of those three because they're not whatever but like they've come up with some other assumption of how they want this stuff to work and i yeah i mean and, and it's ended up resulting in a car that probably doesn't have stability where daniel needs it to get be the most confident in the car and if he doesn't have that confidence in it he can't carry speed into corners and it looks makes him look like a a bum but he's not a bum he knows how to drive fast he knows how so it's just one of those things like when you see and like those are also very difficult things to sort out philosophically like it's like mercedes didn't want to show up this year and be one percent off the pace everywhere you know and mclaren like we've got this Mm. thing where we probably don't have a lot of stability on the entry and daniel probably needs that when he's braking but how do we get that back well you got to go back to the fucking drawing board on a lot of bits and even like a whole philosophy on how the car works like well lando's driving it pretty well so maybe daniel's shit we can get rid of him and save some money who knows that's a tough one okay so i guess i guess a lot of people were wondering that emailed like what like a like a week in the light like a race week for you yeah. looks like yeah yeah so a race weekend would look kind of like this right so you've got let's let's start before you even go to the track you've got the factory you've got a bunch of simulation work that's told you like here's the kind of downforce level this track needs here's some of the suspension options that you've got that might be beneficial uh you've come up with a setup you've gone through the simulator you've run a test setup program in the simulator with your driver and the driver's feeling the track he's you know he's become acclimatized to the track he's right here's how i need to break for this one here's the setups that do like this and these corners and this and between the driver and the performance engineer and the engineer you've got like a package of 
here's the kind of things we have to play with this week and that'll be factors depending on what conditions we have you rock up to the track on thursday morning you're going through your systems checks you know i'm making sure the brake system and everything is good i'm talking with the electronics guys making things are sorted you got some meetings to talk about the plan for the weekend the new upgrades you might have um that, that sort of stuff and like the kind of the prep uh the car gets set up you check it it goes to the patch you know you're checking the legality of like making sure the wings are in the right spot the floors are in the right spot the FIA might have some checks to be like right we're going to inspect your wing stiffness here we're going to check this that this complies uh you do fire up check all the systems and you're good to go it's Thursday night you go out and have a beer and have some food with the guys Friday rock up meetings preparation finish that off p1 you've got like a quick turnaround between p1 and 2 to look through the data see what you want to change the car for p2 you got p2 then you're basically at the track until 11 or midnight and i think the the, the curfew times have changed so that might be different this year but you know friday night's a long night you're not going anywhere you're not you're not having a beer mm -hmm. i know you wanted to go mm -hmm. for a beer with the boys but you're not having a beer tonight you're you're grinding until the last minute and uh, basically all the engineers are there until the cars are both set up and done you put the covers on the car you go home you rock up saturday morning meetings again you got free pack just three and you panic because the car the track's like super hot or whatever and then like but you you're experienced so you know what not to re overreact to and you get ready for qualifying you got a dress rehearsal for qualifying quick turnaround get some food in quick meeting you qualify uh and then maybe you cry and maybe you're really happy i don't know right and that's that's <laughs> saturday done saturday the curfew starts pretty early so you get through your debrief you performance and race engineers do a little bit of race prep looking at procedures for tomorrow how much fuel you're going to put in how are you going to approach the fuel program what does strategy look like what tires do we have left after what we had to burn up in qualifying to get to q3 or get on pole or or cry in q1 who knows and then uh sunday morning is like this thing where you you and saturday night you'll get to get out and you have some beers and a pizza with the guys saturday nights are chilled out nothing crazy just you know pizza burger beer and then you're back and a lot of the time like a lot of the guys are like one of my things was i would always go cycle around the circuits i would some every now and then i could get my bike in a crate and ship it with the freight or maybe i could put it on the air freight and check it in with one of my bags um i like cycling and that was one of the things that kept me like level is like you know getting out after a long session and blowing off some steam so wednesday or thursday night probably saturday night go for a cycle or a run and then Sunday morning, we rock up at the track. You have breakfast, meetings, meetings, lunch. Wait, 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 wait. wait. What was your favorite track to cycle around? Honestly? Wait, you tr you, you cycle on the track? Yeah, yeah. We oh, cycle so and run sick. on the track. I've got that's a really so cool sick. video on my uh, I've got a really cool <laughs> video on my personal Instagram of uh, we did. It was Abu Dhabi 2017. We did 100 kilometers of Abu Dhabi. It was so good. We wow. So there was like probably an, a couple guys from different teams that I knew. So it's probably at one point like eight of us, like yeah. absolutely pounding around Abu Dhabi at like 25 miles an hour. We did 50, 50 <laughs> kilometers one way, 50 kilometers the other way. It was it was a great night. And like, you wow. know, like it's it's cool because it's in the in the evening. There's the marina. Everybody's partying on their boats, absolutely pissed out of their skulls, you know, and there's lights and music in the background. And uh, 
That was cool. Do you ever tell Max like this is how I took it on my bike? <laughs> no, no. That that's really helpful. Okay. Uh, and is no. there is there a bunch of is there no, a bunch of track evolution when the rubber's kind of hitting the road with your? Yeah, bikes? you get you getting the knee down a little bit. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know that was the kind of thing. Like I, I look back through my old Strava and I'd cycled like most of the circuits on the calendar, and it was that was that was pretty cool. Like we did that's some so other sex. stuff. Like did you cycle Baku and Monaco and all those places? You can't Close. cycle. You can, you can cycle Monaco, but as soon as the track is closed, like as soon as the sessions are over, parts of the track are open to pedestrians and cars again. So that's a little bit difficult. Right, right, right. It is a city. So like when you're doing a track walk for the track on Thursday, like in Monaco, you're walking along the roads. Like there's cars on them. You know, up through by turn <laughs> after turn one, that, that's traffic right there. Um, right. Yeah, uh, and th they must get so annoyed. It's like Max Verstappen. I'm trying to get to work. You know, yeah, like, get out of the way. Get out of the way, loser. <laughs> Cheater. Wait, what? Fucking track work. Do you guys get hassled? Do people like yell things at you? Nah, nah. We're just. Or it's just, just the most boring dorks. thing in the world. We're just today. dorks. Yeah. But, but so like Sunday. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, yeah Sunday. Sunday is just like you, you show up. You have breakfast. You go finish your prep. You have a meeting. You have lunch. You have another meeting. And then the race starts. And it's it's like calm before the storm, you know. The cars fire up. Make sure you you put the fuel in the car that you need. You talk, have your last chat with the race engineer and driver about adjusting brake balance and flap on the you know you do your formation, your your laps to the grid. Sorry, so you you get one or two laps to the grid, and then uh that's it. And then my my only claim to fame, you know, I, I came in and I I left as Drive to Survive was coming in. If you watch the Drive to Survive season one official trailer, I'm in that trailer. There's a voice. 30 seconds into, maybe 60 seconds into the trailer, it goes, uh, uh, hold on, let's just do it like this. Where's the thing? Uh, 30 seconds, 30 seconds. You see, you hear that one? That was me. I'm in the trailer. And they never fucking paid me. I survived, give me my fucking money. Hell yeah. Hell so that's, yeah. That's, that's, yet. that's the only uh, important thing I'll ever do is I told them that it was 30 seconds until the lights were out. <laughs> so, so you win, so, so you win or you, so you win, you lose, then what happens? Yeah, let's say like you, you win, like like the the weekend yeah, where Max so won that first Max race, Barcelona. Won. You guys win. Max wins his fucking first yeah. first drive in a Red Bull. Like, what's the what's the? You're in Barcelona. You're in Barcelona. Yeah, what happens? Um, we actually, because we we're testing the next week, we moved hotels to a town outside of that, and uh, I I went and had a pizza with GP and Rocky and a couple of the guys in this shit little town. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, that was our celebration all, all the other guys yeah. and every, all the other guys staying in the city were getting woo, everybody was having a great time and we were like cool we'll get a night we got a test tomorrow do you think max went out or you think max oh, yeah. is like playing video games yeah he was out he was out <laughs> i have a question like so in terms of the hierarchy of like in the in the garage like where does the yeah. in terms of like if you had to break it down in like high school terms like who are the cheerleaders who are the like like who are the fucking jocks like, where's the, how's the social hierarchy of, of the, you know, yeah. of the paddock? Like, are mechanics, like, like mechanics, are like mechanics just yeah. like, kind of like, put the wheel on, like, like, are they, nah. are they putting you guys in lockers? Now they're, the, all the guys are super switched on and focused. Like, all, like, so there's, there's guys that are a lot of fun, but these guys are fucking machines, man. You, you look at the, in the pit stops, like Red Bull for sure are a pretty clean yeah. crew, like. All the dudes are switched on. There's no, there's no room for spares or dead. So weight. they're like special forces. This, the not mechanics, not exactly, but they're, <laughs> but they're, they're, they're very good at what they do. All of them, like they're super switched on. 
Do you not hang out with them? No, we do. Yeah, yeah. Like, like siloed. No, yeah, like if you're if you're out, like you might see the, the guys, but like for the most part, people hang out in like groups. So the mechanics hang out together. Uh, the people from marketing tend to hang out together. Engineers tend to hang out together. So that's kind of how things work. And you might cross paths, or if you're out at the bar, you'll run into people. You have maybe have a drink with the guys if you if you end up in the same place. But it's like you know most of that is actually dictated by which van you drive to and from the circuit in. Simple as. Right. Where you sit in the school bus. Yeah, exactly. Where you sit in the That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I see. So uh what was was there anybody like just like tindering around the world? Oh yeah, there's a couple couple weapons. They're like, you know, on the premium <laughs> plans. It's like, right, we need to queue up a couple ladies in Brazil and this and that. But yeah, there's a couple dudes that were like living it to the maximum, maximizing their uh globe. Because this is like the, the like if you're like if you want to make it like this is a great job for like sex tourism. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Like if you, if, if that was your thing and you wanted to do that, you, you get to visit like what twenty something countries a year. Get that Tinder yeah. premium. Get out there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's also probably a whole other thing. Post post the post drive to survive world is also probably like a whole. Yeah, other yeah, thing. exactly. Everybody's out there. It's like right. Let's get, let's hook with a with a team member from a team. Let's go. No, I mean, right, it's like, right, I mean, most right. guys would probably like want to put on a nice shirt. It's like, no, 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 keep the Red Bull shirt on when you go out. No, no, no. <laughs> keep the polo on. You know what I mean? No. Uh, yeah. Now, you, you're actually not allowed to wear a team kit out. It's, no, it's no shit. Not allowed, yeah. Oh, interesting. I'd be like, how else am I going to meet the ladies? Yeah, but imagine you're out. Like, imagine somebody's out and they're, you know, they have a little bit too much fun and then they happen to make a bad example of their employer. That's just so, yeah. Avoid. I mean, Max Verstappen does it all the time. I don't worry about that. That's the. That's the, top of the we're dealing with. We're dealing yeah, with royalty and peasants here, yeah. man. Engineers, when mechanics. He puts a peasants. wheel on Lewis's head. Oh my God. Is that a difference between like at Force India? Was that not the case? Is it was? Is it a bit more of like that tight ship uh, at Red Bull? Or it's the same? It's the same for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same, same, same. Yeah. You can't wear the kit, but Vijay Malia, Malia can fucking embezzle. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Hide. <laughs> <laughs> and not shake my fucking hand. How dare yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I put yeah, the yeah. perfect brake maps in there so we could get to P3 in Bahrain with our boy Checo. And he's like, I'm sorry, I cannot touch your hands. You don't make more than this much money per year. It's not worth my time. <laughs> so who's that guy at red bull like who's the who's the who's like the top i mean in terms of like that hierarchy at red bull would it be marco or would it be marco and christian helmet um christian that's that's kind of like the, the top two and then adrian's up there as well like those are those are right. the those are the big guys at the top of the food chain that are making the tough decisions right. you know when you ax a driver you you choose to spend money on this or that those are the guys that are saying yes or no so those are the those are the guys with the pull Gotcha. Now I have a question. So, in terms of like this whole situation that just happened with Charlotte Claire with the with the strategy, mm. in terms of at Monaco, is Matt mad about that still? Are you? Are you did, you, did, did it hurt you? <laughs> I mean, I know it makes me. We're upset. We're upset. Well, it makes me come because I hate Ferrari, but it makes me sad because <laughs> we like Charles. Yeah. Look at the mask, my boy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, oh man, I love it. So like, who's making that? Who's making that call? Like, like, wh like, what's the system that he's broke dead down now? That whoever it is, that call. he's dead. Yeah, we found the horse's yeah. head in the bed. No, like that's that's a strategy call. Yeah, that's that, like, right. So, what it looks like happened in Monaco was there's probably two things. 
So the team are telling Carlos, he's like, hey, Vox. And he's like, no. And then they don't cover they right. don't cover Perez with uh, Leclerc. And they wait for two laps until he basically completely overcuts them. He's like, I'm just going to box. And then just this inner is going to be so fast and you're not going to see it coming. And you're going to pit stop and you're going to get behind me because you waited two laps to cover me. They're like, they were just reacting. They weren't, you know, like when, you, when you're leading the race... It's like a, a chase to see who blinks first. And in changing conditions like that, you never know what, like, you you know, you can get caught out by that. Because they look, they could have looked at the Aston and said, the intermediate tire right now is fucking fast. They were either holding out for rain, and then we're like, oh, shit, Paris has caught us. We should pit now. It's a strategy, it's a strategy call. But why the fuck does Carlos Sainz going 200 miles an hour know more, like, understand something... They have all the computers and shit. Carlos Sainz is turning a wheel and fucking trying not to die. Yeah, I and think, he's like, no, that's stupid. Yeah, I think no, the I'm thing is, that. Carlos knew, like, from if you're a strategist or a race engineer on the pit wall, the only thing that you know about the rest of the track is what your driver tells you and what you can see on the TV. And as we know about the broadcast right. in Monaco, right. you weren't seeing a whole lot of useful shit for anybody, right? So they don't know. But they have all the sensors and shit and everything that you're talking but like the only there are sensors on the yeah, but the only thing that you can see up. in terms of like your pace is your driver's lap time, and f unfortunately there were other people on the intermediates, and the, the intermediate was the correct tire unless they expected more rain. But be on the right tire at the right time, and you will probably do the best. Track position around Monaco, be on the right tire at the right time. Those those are the two things, and they they for Charles they fucked both of those things. And signs like, could feel he so could it, feel it in his hands or his ass that the track was and he, drying. And up. he saw it. He's like, you know what? These dry lines are starting to form. We can put dry tires on. You're not you're not overtaking you. There's one line around Monaco. You're not going to be overtaking. Right. You're going to stay out on these wets. They're not losing that much lap time. I'll think they'll last. And I think they're doing just fine. And I can probably throw some dries on soon. So that was probably not wise. But the team were not strong enough to push him either way because realistically. If they had covered, well, you don't think science made the right the right choice? I think he made a good choice, but if he had covered Perez immediately, they would have they would have uh -huh. still beat Perez. You know, if his science had covered Perez, they would have been fine. If Leclerc had covered Perez, they would have been fine. No, science lost that race because right. he got stuck behind. Correct, um, but but if the uh, Albon, yeah, but if 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 yeah. for example if if Leclerc would have stayed out, he would have run into that traffic like a lap before. Signs would have because he was, you know, five, six, probably close to being seven or eight seconds if he had stayed out. So, so okay. Leclerc would have been in that traffic sooner, but I, I think they just, they, they blinked too late. They didn't react mm. and they weren't confident. Is that something that like, in terms of making those decisions, like, like, would you, would your responsibility, like during a race, like the performance engineer, are you kind of like looking at some of that stuff being like, this is what it's saying that feeds into this person who like who ultimately strategy there's a whole strategy yeah, there's, there's department a, there's a head strategist at the track and there's a strategist per yeah. car at the factory probably even other people looking as like right your job is to look at people at this so they've got a whole hierarchy of tasks and feeding information up to the top that information gets pinged back and forth between the, the team boss and the race engineers and everybody's like cool and they'll do it but it, otherwise the race engineer strategist override and say you're boxing now for these go and they do it so wait, does, does a guy like Christian weigh in on a box on a on a decision like that or Bonotto? Ever like if there's something where there's a risk, you will always probably consult the team boss because you know that they they need to buy into that. And if they like, I don't want to take that risk. That's their decision to veto that 
you know, suggestion or call. I see. It seems like whoever is running that shit at Red Bull is fucking crushing it because yeah. from our view, from our POV, Red Bull just crushes the strategy, yeah. and they and they're they're not afraid to take risks. They're not afraid to like see what's happening and make a impulse decision um, when it's appropriate. I think they're realistically quite collected decisions. They just they just look spontaneous, yeah. but yeah, they, yeah, got, yeah, yeah. They, they they don't right. fuck up that much. Let's be honest. But at the same time, like Monaco 2017, was that? That was five years ago. That's yeah. as far back as you. Yeah. You got to go back five years. Yeah, I Mercedes, know. Mercedes, I could go back 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Merce- Red Bull, they, they, when they're making love, they go with they go with what's <laughs> they they take they they ride the moment. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If it's like, oh, I think, I think, I think. What's that finger doing there? I don't know, but let's yeah, go with it. I don't know, but it's it's what it's what <laughs> it, it's just let's go with it. Whereas right. like Ferrari's like, this is how we fuck. Yeah, yeah, this exactly. Is how we're fucking. No, we're finishing right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're rigid. Rigid. <laughs> Ferrari like, darling, you do not put a finger up there. This is not okay. Okay, no, 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 no. This is not how we do no, it. No. This is inappropriate, okay? <laughs> and they're like, but that's where the prostate is. And they're like, no, no, I do not believe it. Stop. <laughs> that is, that no. is beautiful. That is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Red Bull's like, pop it up there, baby. I'm ready to fucking make this shit happen, Captain. <laughs> they say yes to the Hell game yeah. of, of, of improv. Yeah. they just like. Right, they say yes they and. They say yes and to whatever's happening. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Ferrari goes, no, but we have, we have we're in the first. No, no, no that's no, not. That's no. A- no, but we're the, our, our car is red. Our car is red. Have you heard? No, have you heard that the car no, is red. No, but we've been here the longest. Come on, give us the extra money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the ninety million thing must have burned your ass when you were there. Who knows? I don't. Yeah, yeah, I don't wow. get it. You're, I don't you're get a healthier by that. human being than yeah. I am. You guys are like living for the drum and taking on the brunt, and it's like, oh my god, they've wronged them. They've paid them extra money. How dare they fuck all these other did teams? Did you guys did when you guys were walking past when you were at Force India? Were you not like Ferrari get seventy five mil and they and they fucking sucked this year? Yeah, yeah. It's like, how? What did you guys waste that money on? Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, what was your budget? I mean, at, at, at Force India, what was even the budget? I mean, it was like seventy-five million. Yeah, you got you got a couple it. packs of peanuts and like some stuff and like some carm. <laughs> I, I don't know. Where, where did you? Where did you like? Because like, if you watch Moneyball, it's like you see the players. They're like, I got to put money in the vending machine. They're like, Welcome to Oakland. Yeah. Like, what was the? Yeah. What was that moment <laughs> in Force <Yeah>. India? <laughs> That's a fucking great question. I don't know, man. <laughs> Well, okay, let me ask the reverse. When you got to Red Bull, you were like, oh, you don't have to yeah. – you get this shit – like, this is crazy. Yeah, but there was – the weird – I used to have to, like, suck a dick for this. Like, what was the, what was the like, like, oh, I'm in another level Is here. it the food? Is it the food, is the food the that travel much better? Or, or like, the hotels or – All that stuff was – you know, the team has a bigger budget. They, the engineers fly better class in the airlines. They have better hotel and all this stuff. But like, the, thing, the thing about Force India and Red Bull was – Red Bull had a lot more money, and they had a lot of really clear and good direction on Arrow, and and that Arrow is king in Formula One. Like it or hate it, right. Arrow is king, right? And they did that well. They had a lot of money. They could like they could try a bunch of different stuff. They could bring a new front wing every race. They could bring a new floor every race. Whatever. There was no like that was it was nuts, man. There's new front wing specs every other couple of events in Force India. It was like cool. We've got this front wing, and we need to make this exact wing last for four races there's no upgrades there's no fucking fixes if you shunt this thing you're going back to the shit one from four months ago 
You know, that was the difference. But right, at the right, same right. time, at the same time, there were things that that force India by virtue of not having the money and not being able to scatter fire problems. They had to they had to be very good at, at stuff that they could control. And some of those things they did a lot better, surprisingly. But but at the end of the day, the, right. the performance differentiator is aerodynamic performance. So when you say you're talking about aero as king, when you looked at like what's your biggest shock in terms of like when you saw like at, in Barcelona testing and in Bahrain testing, like when you saw that like side podless Mercedes, were you like that's just gonna slap? And then were you surprised when it didn't? Like wh- if you if you just kind of take a snapshot look at something, like what's your biggest surprise of of like these new cars this year based off like what you first saw versus how they're performing? You saw the old models, and I was like, those look dog shit. And then the cars come out on track, and they look fucking good. But when I see like a weird concept, like an aerodynamic concept, I don't have a lot of attachment to the way things look and what I think they're doing because I don't think an arrow at all. Like I don't like that's not that's not how I think. Okay. So when I see this side podless Mercedes, I was like, holy fuck, they've developed two cars. You know, they had a B spec car. You know, they, they they ran their A spec. They got that thing developed. They got it built, and they're like, don't worry, we're in the wind tunnel. We've got a B spec coming. We're gonna launch that fucker in the second test. And you're like, oh. Oh, that's ballsy because that's a lot of chips burned right there, isn't it? Coming up with two concepts. Now they have a budget cap. Yeah. So you know, when I saw that, I was like, I didn't know how to feel about it. It's just like, is it going to be? Is it going to be good or not? And then you see the call. You see testing times, and the Mercedes finished on the top at the end of the t- first test, but it's like testing doesn't mean anything. Then you show up in Bahrain, you're like, okay, it's not that bad. Then you go to the jet, and you're like, God damn, that thing sucks. What have they done? Right. And like when you see like the green Red Bull, like the Aston Martin green Red Bull. Yeah. <laughs> like the, imagine, imagine you guys have already covered this in your in your Barcelona podcast. You guys covered this com- completely perfectly. Yeah, yeah. You copied the homework, <laughs> oh, but shock. you did not understand the assignment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that's exactly what happens. You see a concept like right, let's pursue these things, and maybe there's legs on it, but they've copied the answers and they've got it close, but they don't know how it works yet, and they might have missed some like. Maybe they there was a long form answer, like a long answer on one of the questions, and yeah. they were just like, right, hmm. right, right. Like, yeah, that's not the right answer, buddy. And uh, yeah, it's like you gotta show, you gotta show. They weren't able yeah. to show <laughs> their work. They just kind of got the right answer. <laughs> like the final answer is thirty two, and it's like, yeah, but you gotta show your work here. <laughs> Slap some green paint on it, and uh, it is no faster right, than it was before. Right. It's like it's like what I would have done. If I saw the Red Bull and then I looked at my car, I'd be like, okay, let me just take a hammer to this floor right here <laughs> and just make it look like my Ford Fiesta. Saw it out, yeah. LA. I, 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 like, I identify with the Ford Fiesta. That was my first car over here. It was, it was a beauty. I was fully That's unloaded and I had the, the yeah. hand rolled. Yeah, 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 yeah. All the stuff, yep. <laughs> uh, one time a celebrity got into my car and TMZ was following her. And they, there was a TMZ video out there somewhere of a fucking celebrity getting into the shittiest the Ford death Fiesta trap. <laughs> no, because there was like paparazzi all around her. And there's like, does anybody here have a car? And I was like, I do. Because I had the closest car. So they're like, they're like, whatever, we're getting in this car. And we're getting out of here. Yeah. Uh, Wait. We'll bleep this out, but who was that? It was um. Oh, one of the one of the. Brian's like she's a celebrity. I was like the TMZ thought so. They were all up in her <laughs> shit. <laughs> I'm like it's not a celebrity, but okay. <laughs> Let me just look and see if I have any other questions that I care about. What's the question you care about the least? I'm just kidding. 
like I was wondering, I was wondering what the fuck those things are that the drivers are. When when the drivers come into the, when the drivers come into the fucking paddock, and they put that shit over their face, so I can't see Charlotte Claire's beautiful fucking punum. <laughs> what is he looking at? I have no idea. When they put the screens, oh, like the screens when they're in when they're in the they like put screens ah! in front of the drivers. They wheel the car back in the garage, right? Yeah. And they drop the screens yeah. down. Probably what will have happened is the person doing my job, my old job, the person, the performance engineer will yeah. probably be on the radio with them. There's an overlay comparing them to their previous lap or them to their teammate to say, right, here's where your teammate's a bit faster, you're slower. Think about braking earlier here. What about turning in a bit more? Um, this line, go faster on the first corner and give up a little bit on the second one. You know, you're basically driver coaching at that point. And in qualifying, that's uh, super important because right. the guy's coming back in. Uh, maybe if you if you're easily pissed through Q1, you can have a look. He's like, here's how you did your teammate. He's like, okay, cool. And then Q2 comes in. You might do two runs. You might not have time. So you're just on the radio to him. It's like, right, turn five, this, that, those. And you might not get the screens down in front of him. But usually that'll be the performance of race engineer talking through a bit of data or... Uh, on one of the, if there's two screens, one of them will probably just be sector times and lap times of the session going on, so they can see like, oh, oh, Alcon's going really well. That usually that usually does that actually that usually doesn't happen actually. They're not too worried. Alcon's <laughs> usually not doing. Yeah, doing, he's doing the doing fucking so well. luckiest um, man. Am I okay, Blake? Blake, <laughs> Blake, Alcon sucked. Can we just agree on that? And he's gotten really lucky. He's the I luckiest know. guy. He's been beaten by pretty much every teammate. <laughs> Alonzo's out qualifying him. He's had a lot of bad luck this year. Am I crazy? I'm I'm not like I don't dislike him, but I like he just doesn't he doesn't feature on my radar. It's even worse than that. He doesn't even feature on my radar. I'm just not that interested. Right. right. It's not a dig at him. Right, right. The, the the biggest the biggest roast is not, the biggest the biggest roast is not being roasted yeah, exactly. at all. Exactly. It's like I'm sorry, is, are you are you even relevant? I'm sorry. What are you doing? Yeah. You you cut Lewis yeah. up like what three times? Who do you like? Who 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 do you who do you think who who bangs for you? Who do you think bangs? Who, which drive? Whose who telemetry do you jerk off to at night? I've got a couple of slips of paper in my desk drawer that I took from Red Bull. I'm just like I, I wheel them out at night. They're, I've, I've laminated <laughs> them and everything, so I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, honestly, yeah. guys. Yeah. They're like oh, uh, you're like you're like oh. Oh, yeah. oh, turn Max, nine. Max he barely Hungary. lifted. <laughs> oh, my God. 2018. Oh, my God. Oh, he didn't pull so out. fucking late. <laughs> oh, when oh, he did. Oh, when he did. Oh, Rouge, oh, flat out. Don't lift, oh, Daddy. Yeah. Don't lift. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, who's who's telemetry fucks? In my opinion, the guys that are, that are fucking pretty hard. Uh, Max, <laughs> often. And it seems like whenever Max is not on, Checo's on. So those two are like a super complement to each other. You know, like if one guy's not feeling it, the other one's in the mix, and they're always scraping points. They're always pulling points. Uh, Norris and, and Russell. Yeah, Norris, Norris and, and Russell, yeah. Max and Checo. Uh, and Leclerc. Leclerc. Definitely Leclerc. Obviously, Don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, okay. uh, that's granted. Is there a guy in a shitty car that you're like, his telemetry slaps? Mm. I don't know. I reckon I'm I'm going out there. I reckon the Albon that we're seeing right now is so much better than Albon a couple years ago. Mm. Albon's Albon's. But how do you know? Because Latifi is fucking garbage. Yeah, but like I, I have not done the numbers, and I'm a numbers guy, and I don't like stating opinions. But I do not feel like Russell did Latifi as dirty as as Albon's doing him right now. Ooh. 
Oh. But I, I don't. That's not justified. But like, that's dirt. That's dirty. But like, no, but no, I, it's, that's enough for us. Wild speculation is a, so. You heard of your first Albon is better. <laughs> is this is from an F one fucking expert. Albon is better than George Russell. That is slithering. Oh my god! That's because he's a true and Albon's a true Hufflepuff, yeah. and, and he's not trying to be a Gryffindor. Albon and, is and, a true and, Hufflepuff. And he's a true blue Hufflepuff. I don't know if that's a valid statement, but I'm. I looked back through like the qualifying tally, and I like yeah. Of course, of course, Russell clapped Latifi hard, but like a couple of the gaps <laughs> that you've seen this year, a couple of the gaps you've seen this year, uh, Albon on Latifi, you're like, like absurd. This dude's getting, he's getting fucking spit roasted, man, by one dude. <laughs> yeah. He's he's got somehow he's got two dicks and he's spit roasting with TV. <laughs> he's getting Eiffel Towered by one, one Alex yeah. Albon. He's just that tall. I mean, he's a tall dude, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's tall. He's tall. He's got he's got the red yeah. hair. It's the alter ego. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Super Saiyan Alex. I gotta ask this. I gotta ask this. Hold on. I gotta ask this. So wait, were you there? You were you were at Red Bull for this for the whole Gasly the whole Gasly yeah. scenario, yeah. right? What was that like? What? Like what? Question mark. <laughs> Question mark. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's that's just that's just how it goes. What's the vibe? Yeah, like but like how tense is that? Like what's the when when there's a driver on the bubble? Like I think that, it's a lot yeah. less tense than everybody else thinks. But like, yeah, there's there's mm. a yeah those are yeah those are weird times, and I'm just like you like if you're a team member or personnel, and especially if you're on their car crew. Yeah, it's fucking awkward. Like, you know, imagine you're like this guy that you've been working with for uh, over a year. He's like, yeah, uh, he's just been sent back to Torasa and you got the new kid coming up and he's he's fiery as fuck. And like, oh, new kid. Cool. Hey, hey Max, what's going on? It's weird, right? Right. right. Imagine imagine you guys went to shoot a podcast tomorrow and Matt's been Matt's been traded to some shitty podcast. And you got this <laughs> new guy and you're like, dude, dude, who are you? And um, yeah. and he doesn't win his first race, so um, he gets sent. Then they swap them back later. And Matt gets to come back. So, and I'm like, hey Brian, what's up? What's up? I'm you, back, man. and I I'm back, bitch. And I can Eiffel Tower you by myself because I've been away. Yeah. I've been down to the depths of hell, <laughs> and I'm back. You know, Brian and I are kind of like we're, we're we're teammates, but we're also rivals, and we're like, okay, so who got more TikTok? Like, who got more TikTok? I mean, Brian's winning the TikTok battle for sure. Oh, right, right. Someone, it's like it's like whoever takes the lead on a video, and then like it's like we'll see how that TikTok goes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if it's like one of us going a, on get a, a rant, whiteboard up somewhere, our, you're like right. We're in the same equipment. Yeah, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we're in the same equipment. It's the only be we can't we can't compare ourselves to the pit stop boys. We can't compare ourselves to Formula Bone. We can't compare ourselves to this because yeah, we're exactly. in the car. The teammate intra team yeah. battles are intense. Yeah. You guys need a race yeah. engineer. You guys want some help? Yeah, yeah, right. for sure. See. So wait, you so then you so then you decide you decide that you're gonna leave Formula One, you're gonna leave Red Bull and you're gonna make you're gonna start making This is content. so baffling like, to me. What is this that is process? so baffling to me, Blake. It's 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 wild. So wait, did you so when did you leave specific did you were you there for Abu Dhabi twenty twenty one? So how it worked out No, so okay, you were gone before then. Close up the last couple years. So I, I was at the track side in two thousand seventeen. Yeah. That was my last year at the track with Max. I moved back to the factory right. to be a simulator performance engineer. So it's like doing the same thing, doing race engineering bits, but in the simulator. And instead of being at the track all the time, all that extra time you're spending developing tools to help understand the data, 
help understand the car and to help use stuff like your simulator or your your lap time simulation packages to do a better job right. of developing a new car or finding upgrades and finding performance for the drivers to go faster. So that was I didn't want to I didn't want to be a race engineer. I didn't want to be a GP. I didn't want to be a chief. Ra I didn't want to be a Rocky. I wanted to be a nerd. I want to be a fucking dork. I wanted to dig into the data and I wanted to find the bits that are going to help the team find you know, that stack up those fractions of seconds and help the team come up with tools and processes to do a better job all the time. And I did that from 2017 until the end of 2021. Mm. So you actually preferred to not be on the track anymore. You yeah. wanted to be back at the factory. It's brutal, just... man. It's fucking brutal. Yeah. Like, you know, with yeah. testing, there was more testing then, but now there's more races. Um, my family, my mom and dad and my brother live in Texas. Like, that's where I'm from. So, you know, between doing 23 events and a couple tests and going away to see my family for, you know, two weeks in August and a week or two in December, like I was never home. Like, you know, I was never in that place. Right. So it's like, mm -hmm. so it's like, I right. need to go back to the factory and I get a little bit more balance in my life. I like, I've got a lot of hobbies. I like gaming. I like making beer. I like cycling. I like rock climbing. I, I fuck around with way too much stuff to be gone all the time. Like I just, mm -hmm. I just, I just see stuff I right. like and I get super hyper on something. I'll fuck around with this and that. You know, that was me and it was like i felt not true to myself i was like you know what i've learned so much from being at the track at six years i've worked with some of the best drivers in the sport i've worked with some of the best engineers in the sport let's go back to the factory focus on life and focus on doing the bits of my job that i like the most which is like development and analysis and like i write i write a bit of code not i'm not a programmer but i write code to help me solve problems and understand things um i did that for a bit and i was just like I'm not enjoying it as much as I used to because there's so much other stuff that I have to do about my job that I don't like as much. I got lockdown happened. I got into gaming and streaming on Twitch and I was like, you know, I could kind of make this work. So I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to take a break. I bought my house. I got the mortgage sorted. So it's like I can I can take some financial risk for a bit and see and pursue another passion. If I can leave Texas to get a job in Formula One, I can maybe be a half ass content creator at gaming content. And then fast forward to a month or two later, like doing Formula One stuff was always on the radar. And anytime I did anything about Formula One on my TikToks or, or Twitch, you know, I was like, oh, people are into that. And then I look around, I was like, there's kind of a gap in the market for like technical analytical content that's like approachable. It's either like too fucking geeky or like mm -hmm. too much on the surface. And there's like this, this like, where's that approachable technical guy that can help people understand stuff? And I was like, fuck, is that me? So I, I, that's that's kind of where I'm going now. And I'm like, I'm seeing, I'm making new connections right. with new people, you know, with you guys, uh, talking with a couple of other channels. I've been on a couple of interviews on YouTube. So it's just like, people are into it. And like, when I post a video or somebody mentions me in their video, I'm I'm playing Escape from Tarkov on Twitch and I'll have 20 or 30 new people show up in the channel. I was like, hey, I just saw your interview with so-and-so. Really cool. And then- yeah, Don't plug them here. Right. We'll bleep it. So. No, I, I'm not, uh, not going to plug them because they <laughs> suck. <laughs> Red flags only, everybody else dog shit. Yeah, here we go. Uh, and yeah, because it was crazy to us because it's like most of us posers like want to work our way into the fucking yeah. that world. And you fucking are like went the opposite way. It's like, yeah. I want to become a quote unquote content creator <laughs> after yeah. doing the real shit. But it's, it's at the end of the day, like you get to, I get to now- I get to do Formula One on my right. terms, and I've identified that there's potentially mm -hmm. a gap in the market for this. So if I can do a good enough job and hone a new craft, and like I like learning shit. So like 
how do I edit videos? How do I make engaging TikTok content? How do I make YouTubes at work? How, you know, having conversations with interesting people like you guys, and then coming up with stuff and, you know, collaborating with other people in the space and talking about something that we're all passionate about. We're not doing this stuff because we want to get fucking rich. Like I, I don't that speak for your fucking right, self, please. right? Well, when you yeah. when, when you guys when you guys gonna fucking We're trying pay to me? get that Joe Rogan money. Okay? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yo, hey, you guys ever tried DMT though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, dude, ivermectin, ivermectin's above We're board. We're trying to man. get a vaccine. Board. Like, learn more about the COVID thing on like disclaimer on each of our episodes that's actually a goal of ours so, on every yeah. episode just that's vaccine a, that's, skepticism that's and formula us. one yeah dude um get the you got the tinfoil hats get them out man yeah 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 exactly so hold on let's let's do some i want predictions who do you think's taking the season i think i think it's 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 leclerc's to lose in my opinion right now wow interesting I, like, like like see i think it's matt you don't think it's Max's to lose? You don't think that that Red Bull's got it, that no, I edge, think I think it, it is, but I think it's Claire's to lose. You look at qualifying pace and you look at race pace when they're in it, they're fucking flying. Look at Barcelona, man. Leclerc was going to sail off into the sunset, park up, smoke a huge cigar, and take a shit on everybody else. But his car blew up. <laughs> um, I, I think Max... But Max is a psycho. Baku's coming up. Ba- ba- He's... <laughs> Baku's coming up. Don't you think that's that's going to be yeah, Red Bull, right? I, I th- don't you think that's that that straight? I think it'll that be straight's going to be Max. Oh, it's it? not going to be a Mercedes track based on last week, you know. And I don't think, uh, I right. you know, I, I don't think it's going to favor Daniel. Uh, you might you might see an Alpine. Uh, you might see Flonzo up in the mix again. Um, Hell yeah, Daddy Nando up there. Okay. Get that choo choo train conductor hat on, right? Fuck you guys, no overtaking. No, but like, <laughs> I think at this point, in terms of the performance that we've seen outright, in terms of race pace. In terms of qualifying pace, look, it's Leclerc's season to lose. It's Ferrari's season to lose. This right, they're they're ahead, man. Yeah, look, well, that that's what makes me. And they, uh, you know, doesn't that make you nervous? I they will lose it. They're gonna fuck. <laughs> they, when do they not crumble under the fucking pressure, bro? But yeah, so you know, between Max's je ne sais quoi of like, I will, I will, you know, it's my corner, like Avon Barksdale. Do you think Paris has a shot at this rate? You think Paris has, actually has a I shot? I think so. Yeah, I, I do. I genuinely think so because at, at, at this it's point, mathematically right, possible. Sure. No, yeah. But like, no. But if you look at the season so far, <laughs> you've had two instances where Sergio's been on one and Max has been a little bit off over the season. If there's enough circuits like that in the calendar that favor Checo over Max and the car and the way it behaves, you're going to see him qualifying well. You're going to see him racing well. And you think these new regs might be moving? be more favorable to Checo? You think yeah, that's the regs, sort of what's regs happening? and the tires, honestly. We don't talk about the tires much in terms of their impact on the way the car behaves, but the tires are the most fundamental thing, the only contact between the car and the ground. You add more aero, right. the, the, the tires respond to how that works and how that behaves. Is, Checo's the tire whisperer. He, he is the tire whisperer. And what makes him what what makes it what makes one a tire whisperer? I have no idea, man. <laughs> like if you tried to boil it down into like some AI algorithm to understand how do you make a Checo tire monster? I don't know if you could yeah. do it. I don't know if you could do it. If somebody, if that was somebody's PhD thesis, I think it would be a load of shit because we don't know enough about we don't know about tires. So if you sat Checo down and be like, "What do you do?" He wouldn't even be able to fucking explain it to you. No, no, it's it's it's, <laughs> it's his it's his fucking muscle memory, his DNA. Like he's able to feel like, all right, the tires are taking too much. Don't do that. Like he was good like that in Force India too, man. Like 
Hulkenberg was like always like, oh, you didn't tell me to save this much tires. I lost five seconds on this stint. He's like, well, just fucking go faster, man. And Checo would be, you know, tenths faster than a lap. And then his tires would last five, six laps longer. And he's just like confused because his race engineer didn't tell him what to do. And it's like, well, Checo's race engineer didn't tell him what to do. He's just fucking good at it, mate. Right. But there's a lot of stuff we don't understand about how drivers work and how tires work still. End of story. Was there ever a time where you uh, like uh, told someone like you know you can you can go in a little hotter into this corner like you're breaking like a little bit early and then they like dried it and crashed? <laughs> like, you ever, like as a like as like a performance engineer like do you like or do you have to be like a little bit like is there like a ballsier performance engineer that's like come on man like you, you're going so slow into that corner like they, all right fine I'll, I'll, do I'll it. try it with. I'll try it flat out, and then it fucking it beefs into the wall. Shunts. Nah, nothing like that. Like they, they can, they, you, the drivers. <laughs> the only thing you would have, and I don't want to say who or when or what, but like some drivers, like there's no fucking way I can go faster there. And then their teammate goes out and does it, and you show them the overlay, and they then they do it the next lap, and it's like, okay, that's why your teammate was faster than you, quicker than you, because you were convinced that you had gotten the most out of the car. Then I showed you that your teammate destroyed you there, and you're like. Okay, maybe I should have. Does, is there is there a time where you're like, well, X X went faster here and X went faster, and they're like, well, I'm not fucking that guy, all right? Jesus. It happens, yeah. But like, imagine like the last couple of years when Max has been like that much faster than his teammates. It's like you guys have the same equipment. It's not like there's super favorites. Do they have right. the same equipment though? That's always been a speculation. For the like, most part, teams always. Right. If, if there's a, imagine that that the. the the, the super aero gurus have come up with a new front wing and there's only one of them. Of course you'll right. get preferential treatment, but that's that wing in the last, however long has never been a 10th or two tenths of a second. It's like some touchy feely bullshit. It's a couple hundredths of a second at best. Right. So if Max has an advantage that week, it's only so infinitesimal. Yeah. It's, it's probably small. Right. If you're, if you're down four tenths of a second, that's not because of the equipment. No, 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 it's not. Like, right. yeah. I, I, I don't know. Like, I, I, I think most teams work like that. And, like, if somebody's getting dumped on, like, imagine Daniel getting dunked on by Lando and qualifying. And he was, like, what, in Q2, he was, like, six, seven tenths on him or something? Like, I don't think they've got different equipment. I think Lando is very comfortable with the way that car behaves, and Daniel is very uncomfortable with that car behaves. And they, in terms of performance, go so far away from each other, and it makes one of them look like a chump. Daniel's not a chump. Right. Right. In my opinion. It's not some new fucking end plate or whatever the fuck. Oh, that know. stuff is that stuff is usually fine tuning. And I do not think teams are finding like it's not like they're rocking up with an upgrade that's worth like six tenths of a second. Not going to happen. That never happens. Not in a long time, man. It's well, it's cumulative. It's like it's yes. like fractions of a second yeah. and every it may be, week. Yeah, exactly. Maybe you get this new up. component this weekend and in practice you test it and you learn about it. Then you go away and you're like, right, we need to tweak this. And the next weekend it comes back to the car and it's worth half a tenth or something, you know, like that kind of thing. But it's not like you bolt on okay. a bit and you're like, here's half a second. No, fuck that. Okay. What is, is here's, I have one more question Two, maybe two more. And then you oh. can, and then we have a quiz. Sorry that we're taking up all your time. No, but, I'm, um, I'm, I'm in a blast. Is, is George Russell the greatest <laughs> driver of all time? What's going on? Are you saying, are you saying George Russell might be the goat? <laughs> Well, he's beat right now. He's, well, he's beating, beating the, goat. the goat. So does that make him the goat? And he's being, can you explain this to me? Make an excuse for Lewis, please. In the past, when Lewis has had a tough part of a season, there's been times when you've seen him switch off. Like the car is not competitive. 
right? No, no matter what he does. And potentially, you've got aspects of the car. You've got, you've got so many drivers, you see the polarizing characteristics of the car and one driver not getting on with it. Their, their qualifying tally is, uh, what, four to three, Russell's favor? Mm-hmm. And, but, it, but it's just so shocking that Russell's so close and bettering him sometimes that people are like, he's fucking washed, he's done. He's not done. Like, he's one of the best drivers on the grid. Like, and if anybody doesn't think that, that's weird because, yes, they've had a very fast car, but the guy in the fastest car usually wins. So they've had a fast car right. for a long time, and he's made the most of it, and he's a generational talent. But is he... Is Russell might be the next one. You, you don't stay on the top forever, you know? Hmm. Yeah, right. the only if if you're the top of the pile, there's only one place to go. <sighs> you know, I mean, it, it's a that harsh Vettel and Daniel, right. and then we see it with Daniel and Max. And is it is this now the next thing? Is it the next chapter, happen? or is 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 he is he you know still going through the frustration of last year with the championship and everything like that? Who knows? Mm-hmm. You know, like you know, it's a huge right. psychological thing. Even Rosberg talks about like. You know, the fight with Hamilton was psychological mostly, and those guys were fucking vicious. And And Rosberg's like, I can't keep this up. I'm going to get my title. I'm going to get the fuck out and uh, go back to enjoying my life. Spend all of my life in the paddock again, which is weird. But anyway, <laughs> but like, yeah, I think I think Lewis is probably not getting on with the car. Um, it doesn't look competitive. So why, why would you? I don't know. And Russell's doing a good job. It's, it's not it's to say that Russell's doing a jo- good job is not to say that Hamilton's not doing a bad good job, you know? Like people are get, people get super offended on Twitter right. about that stuff, but it's like let's be honest. Oh yeah. Like don't don't be a don't be an idiot. Like if you're at the top, the only place to go is down. And it, when you're at the top, everybody wants to see you fail. But I'd like to see six drivers fighting for the World Drivers Championship right now. But yeah. we've got we've got right. 3 4. I don't think Sainz is in the fight. No. Now yeah. he's not showed up. No, it's 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 Leclerc, Max, and Perez. But really, Leclerc and Max. Fuck, probably. I keep coming up with more questions, but I'll... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do you, when you... When you were walking by a Mercedes, like, is there like a like a West Side Story thing with the, with the, with the engineers? Not really. Right. Like a lot of the guys... No? You, no, it's, it's like a lot... Like, but the thing is... The what if they're stealing pa- your... What if they're stealing your shit? Fuck them. They probably they 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 didn't copy the right answer. They didn't get the long answer anyway. So, you know, they're like, oh, right, it's right. thirty two. Like, where's your work? It's like it's thirty two. It's trust me. It's like like a lot of the teams. Um, a lot of these people have worked with each other at a previous team before. The paddock is incestuous as fuck. You know, a lot of these people have been a performance engineer at this team and that team and this team and that team, and they work together. Like they all know each other for the most part. Anybody like, hooking up? Oh, probably. There's probably all sorts of shit going on. <laughs> And I stay far away well, from I'm that shit. I'm talking about Toto and Christian. Oh yeah, I think they've. Maybe that's why there's so much tension. They've fucking smashed. That's a what times I. Everybody's like. There's a lot of fan fiction out there about Toto. Oh my god. What are you? What are you doing on your evenings, man? He's like Toto Christian fan fiction, sexually explicit edition. I've always thought, you know, well, we said it before, but we could say it again. After Christian wins the drivers' championship, you know. He's covered in champagne. Toto goes, comes in to see Christian, and he's like, Christian, <laughs> you've got everything you've ever wanted. And then Christian looks at Toto and he says, not everything. 
and then bounce, chicka, bounce, 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 bounce. No, because like I mean, it seems like I've been trying, it feels like Christian is always <laughs> like he wants Toto's approval. It feels like from from the drive to survive. Anyway. Mm. And, and and Toto is like the big handsome guy. He's like I can't. He's like Matt can't speak to that. <laughs> can't speak to that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mike, no, no, Mike, that was so not right. Ah, it's like the finger thing again. No, don't do that. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, uh, God, I'm trying to think of any, like, I'm trying to get, like, a definitive technical. No, 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 fuck that. Okay, here, okay, no, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a, here's a question for you. And then we can, and then we can go to the, go to the quiz. Oh, this yeah. might lead into the quiz actually pretty well. What are some common misconceptions, like, in terms of what people think is important versus what actually is important in terms of like the technical stuff, like in terms of what's some things that are overlooked? What are things that people like hyper focus on? That's like actually stupid to focus on. Ooh. Like what do you see as some common misunderstandings about like the reality of like what makes a car work? I, I think at the end of the day, it's like, it's like the team has to be able to make all the things work together at the right time. If that makes sense. So you need to have, Mm-hmm. A good level of downforce, a good level of, you know, usable downforce. If your car's porpoising to shit and you've went in the tunnel, you're like, you got like 5,000 points of lift here. That way you can't use that dummy. You've got 3,000 and you're getting dunked on by everybody else. But whatever. Um, misconceptions. I think the biggest one is like probably to do with driver performance. And like we've been talking about this whole afternoon is like the driver the driver dictates the maximum performance they can get out of the car and a driver cannot be suited to a car. Did Lewis get shit? No. Does he like this car? Probably not. Same thing. Daniel Monaco pole sitter, uh, race winner. He got dunked on by Norris. Is, is Daniel shit? Probably not. Um, the tires are super important. We don't talk about them that much. Most of the teams do a pretty good job of getting them working, but like some of the teams like with the slower cars, probably don't have enough downforce on the car to get the tires fucking working in the first place. So that's super important. Mm. Um, I, I think that's really it. But isn't that part of being a good driver is like fucking being able to adapt to the fucking car? I mean, yeah, Mario but, Andretti, he like won all these different fucking, he didn't give a, yeah. f- just put him in IndyCar, don't give a fuck. Put him in a F1 car, doesn't give a fuck. Put him in the Daytona 500, doesn't give a shit. He yeah. fucking just, he just could make it work. I, I think at the end of the day, if, if, if you don't have enough load on the car, the tires aren't going to work no matter how fucking fast you drive it because you don't have enough energy being pushed down onto the car and you can't go fast enough through the corners to get enough heat in them to make them work. So that's I think that's one of the fundamental things. And if that's if, if that that probably defines the gap from top to bottom of the grid and then being able to manage the tires and get keep them in a window when the tracks change and other things like that, you see teams that are super wildly variable. They're good some weekends, they're shit other weekends. And if you look at their gap to the front runners, assuming the front runners are pretty dialed in, they're probably just a bit lost sometimes on tires. Okay. I have one more question. I swear to God, it's my last question. <laughs> and Brian and I talked about this. How do we watch and our viewer, our listeners watch F1 a little bit more intelligently? Is there something like, because like, it's really hard to absorb, you know, we have this camera that's focused on like, you know, one thing that's going on. And you have the little things on the side of the screen. Is there something else we should be doing or like consuming? I know that some people have the lap times up. Lap, lap times help like, a lot. How, how's another way we can like understand something in a more rich way 
without fucking having an engineering degree. Um, F1 need to call me and let me help them out. Okay, but until that happens, <laughs> until that happens, until that, uh, happens. <laughs> until that happens, definitely. If you're watching the race and you got a timing screen up, that's helpful. But the problem is, like in races and stuff, is that you don't want to know just what happened that last lap or that last sector. You want to know like what was their lap time two sectors ago. What's the degradation? Does it look like they're gonna finish? Like, there's a lot of information that I think Formula One is leaving on the table that even super casual fans can you can boil this data down to useful information and anybody can understand you know the changing gaps the came changing trends how many stops are left is it are these guys going to fall away or not there's so many visualizations and they're not there yet they're not there yet you know just looking at the timings it's not particularly helpful unless you have a time history and you remember like right so two laps ago they did a 135 now they're doing 139s okay we've got some degradation or is it traffic there's so many variables and i think in order to get more out of it you need more information but you need to find a way for them to boil down the information to make it useful and that, like so we're putting that on a tv broadcast with, with, you 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 fucked until <laughs> f1 tv come up with uh some better data analysis uh scenes realistically in my opinion like because that's that's the whole reason that i'm doing this kind of stuff is because it's really difficult like you you see these echo chambers of fucking farts and idiots back and forth on twitter after races slamming and damning people for stuff and it's like that's easy to do when you when you, it's difficult to comprehend and the information is not accessible the information is there but like tools and frameworks to understand that stuff is needs somebody to help boil it down so that you can inform fans about performance because there's people want it you guys want it everybody's horny for it but it's well, not we there we just didn't know we just didn't know when leclerc lost that we're like what the, how the fuck yeah. did he lose that race and you had to, i had to right. watch it like from different camera angles yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm like it took me like uh, i had to it took me a long time to figure out how he lost that race yeah absolutely and then that was my main thing when i got done that night is i fired up some of the scripts I wrote and I got the race trace out and I started making notes and like had to break it down because live that's impossible to see. And I think there's yeah. a lot of ways to make that a lot easier to see live. And, um, you know, like, like to make, right. to make, to make the conversations easier to have, but is it better for the sport as a whole and the media and the, the noise? Cause if it's cut and dry and there's no speculation and no conversation about it, it's just like, there's the facts. What are we going to talk about? I think we still have plenty to I talk mean, about. I mean, there's still plenty to talk about, but yeah. But to but to, to not know why the <laughs> fuck Leclerc like, and to just be wondering about it. Yeah, because like you crazy. thought you thought when right. he when he pit for the drives when they double stacked with Carlos, you thought that was when he lost the race. Then you go back no, and you like, lost it before. Right? No. They, they, yeah. They, yeah. They That's how he right. lost to Verstappen. Yes. That's how he lost to Verstappen. That's exactly. not how he lost the race. Right. But you would have thought that's what you yes. would have thought. You hear, you the, hear oh, the radio. Fuck, what are you doing? Like, oh my God, he's losing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The narrative was simplified. Tire position five ain't going to save you now, buddy. You're going to finish tire position fucking yeah. nowhere. Yeah, the brake distribution ain't going to help now. What does he okay. mean when he says tire position five? What the fuck does that uh, mean? There's a rotary on the steering wheel, which is linked to the tire, yeah. and you need to change that rotary right. position depending on which tires are fit to the car for several uh -huh. reasons. The main reason being the wets, dries, and the intermediates all have different uh, rolling radiuses, and the computer needs to know which tire type you're on so that it calculates the speed channels correctly. 
But a great way to change the subject when you're in a fight. You'd be like, yeah, you just worry about the tires. Got to be in position five. Next time my girlfriend's mad at me, I'll be like, tire position three. <laughs> yeah. Hey, cool the cool the cool the brakes. Overheating. Uh, pull out on the straight. No, don't pull out. Don't pull out. No. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Uh, Brian, do you have anything else? I think I think I'm. I mean, I could. I, mean, I, I could just keep we going. We could do this yeah. for I've four hours. I got some questions for you guys. Yeah. I want to grill you <laughs> yeah, guys yeah, okay. and see how hard okay. you guys have been paying attention. All right. And and first of all, also okay. also keep keep scoring. Who's better? Because okay. Well, let me get a notepad up. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Let me get my notepad up. That's on the screen behind me, motherfucker. I right. want to see the talent. I want to. I want to. I want to pull up the screen and be like, I beat my teammate here yeah. and there. You can put it on the tally Hopefully of like the TikToks, and then you can have Blake's questions as well. And those yes, are worth exactly. double. Those are worth double. I mean, that's huge yeah. clout. Right. Hell yeah. All right. Toto. Yes. It's called a motor race. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We went to car racing. Oh All right. my god. Oh rock. my god. Poor Toto. He's been memed so hard. Um. Right. So. So. We we talked a lot about car balance today. I want to know. Yes. Can who has the? Uh, this is gonna be tricky to give points to either one because you're gonna copy, you're gonna cheat off the answers like that dummy got that <laughs> wrong. I'm gonna fucking wait, wait, this. wait. Yeah. Is there a chat? Is there a chat that we could type into? Quickly? Yeah, there is. There is. <laughs> uh, let's do a chat. Well, I can I can maybe mute. Well, I know I can nah, maybe mute. Look. I can mute my no, camera. No, you know what it is? I'm gonna take off my headphones so I can't hear Brian's answer, and then you're gonna wave me in. Yeah, yeah okay, okay, okay. And then I'll give my answer. Okay. That's okay. Right. So the question okay, first okay, before cool, anybody cool. answers yeah, yeah. is, what is the difference between understeer and oversteer when we're talking about the car balance? What's the difference? Okay, who wants to take that first? In terms yeah, of the so car when balance. the driver says the car's understeering or oversteering, okay. what? How would you describe that? Okay, uh, so Brian, you want to go? Okay, first? Brian goes okay, first. I'm, I'm gonna take my headphones. I'll go first. I'll go first. Off, yeah. And then, and then, um, flat, like, just wave at me. Yeah. And I'll put, yeah. Yeah. And I'll, okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. I would say that that what has happened when it's oversteer. I would say that the weight or the downforce is pushing the front of the car. The front of the car is heavier. Yeah. And how is that? And then when it's understeer, and when it's understeer, the, the the rear of the car is is is. So how does that how does that look in terms of what the driver's doing? Um, in terms of what the driver's doing. Like so, what what happens? Like say you go into I'm, a corner, and it's understeering. Yeah. What happens? Yeah. Like what's i mean he's trying to turn the i mean it's he's going wide yeah yeah okay and he's like not be able like he, he he's he you know it's like uh, he's turning the wheel all the way to yeah. the left or to the right but it the car is not actually turning with that same level yeah. of like it, he, can't he can't make, make the corner yeah the perfect. apex at the right way when he's oversteering it's like he turns it a little and then all of a sudden the car is like going a little bit perfect over. nailed it okay. yeah cool yeah all right all right, all right. boom all right <laughs> I, I saw I saw I saw Blake going like this. Now this no, this means right. this yeah. means you got Still both got parts right. of that wrong. This one and that one okay. wrong. Fuck. So all I can do is fucking match him in lap time. Yeah, exactly. Sucks. Yeah, okay. yeah, you, you, yeah. But, but what if I give it like a more a better answer? Uh, I'll I'll, I'll yeah yeah go on. Go, all right. So okay. what, right, you, what understeer right, and oversteer? So, what's the difference? What is the difference between those uh, two Brian, things? Brian, I don't need your fucking heckling me. Yeah. Well, I already answered. No, so I already shut, know the answer, no, so I, can I don't listen. need your fucking. <laughs> don't look at me yeah, when I whip my fucking... dick out. Okay, so okay. <sighs> this is just between me and yeah, Doctor. Only and Dr. I can Blake. see Matt's dick right now. Yeah, I got you. So, 
understeer i think i've i've heard it described as understeer like when you're turning is like what you hit the tree when you're like when you see a tree you turn you hit the tree oversteer is like the back of the car it's like you don't see the tree that kills you and it's like when you understeer is like you don't turn enough and you have to rotate the wheel more than mm. maybe you would you would expect yep and oversteer is um if if you if you do it like if you if you rotate the wheel what you would expect you might spin yeah and uh the the car is way more responsive and way more sensitive and uh, so 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 yeah one car understeer you don't turn enough oversteer you might turn too much and depending on the driver's preferences i think absolutely they, they might set up for more of an understeery car and oversteery car depending on how they like it yeah with the finger in the th- in the place you know like that, yeah, that, that, that exactly. yeah exactly exactly all right that's uh i think you guys have matched lap times there you guys have done the but same it seems lap like times. i did it quicker and more succinctly uh, i i don't know yeah I, I think you guys tied on lap time. Get, we yeah both you guys right? both crossed the line at the exact okay, okay. same time that you all looked right. and winked at each other and all it right. was it was really awkward all right question one is okay both any, of you. all right, all right. All right. okay fuck okay. Right. All right right now question number two which magic suspension component no longer exists on the 2022 cars? It was it was there last year, and it was there for tens of years before that. But there's something that's missing this year, which is verboten. It's not allowed. Do either of you know it? We're neither of us going to know the fucking answer to this. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you know it, you, you either know it or you don't know it. Magic suspension. Component. Magic suspension. Component. It's a piece of the suspension. Inside of this... It's, it's not. It's not like the wishbones or the a arms or the track rods or anything like that. But it's a piece. I know that there's like a thing that like rolls from left to right, right? There's like a piece in the middle that rolls from left to right, doesn't there? Maybe. In, I don't know. In the suspension. I don't know. I'm asking you. <laughs> I'm asking you guys because I need YouTube content ideas. I don't, I don't fucking know. know. I don't fucking between, know. Like, a push. Yeah, I don't right, know. I don't know. What's it called? It's, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, what the is inertia it? damper. The, Tell the, us. It was called the J damper or the inerter. It's a suspension component, I, which I'm is basically so, I na- it's a flywheel mass. In my whole life. It's a flywheel mass uh, on a ball screw, effectively. So when the when the suspension, like here's the when you when you compress the spring, it makes a force, right? And let's say it's stationary, and the damper doesn't make any force. When the when the when the spring isn't moving or the the assembly's not moving, the damper doesn't make any force. Then if you accelerate that or you move it with a constant speed, the damper makes a force. But then there's another component called inerter. When the suspension accelerates, changes speed. It provides a force. So it's, a, it's another, basically it's a super expensive, not particularly difficult suspension component that the FIA just removed to save costs this year. So the inerter or the J damper is removed. That's a cool video to look up, actually. There's a couple cool videos on it. I'll send you some links. Interesting. Holy shit, one. I really wanted to care about that, but I fucking yeah, I I, stopped listening. That, that, <laughs> I saw Matt going I, soft over there. He's like, the uh, <laughs> I was rock hard for understeer and oversteer. But then yeah, like, the, the and I really wanted you to explain it. And then I was like, I, I hope he stops explaining it. Soon. Yeah, please. Okay, please next stop. Question. I'm never going to finish next this question. way. Um, right, right. it's for both of you guys. What is Doctor Marco a doctor of? Is- okay, you want to? I'll do. I'll take this one first. Brian, take your take your. Okay, uh, okay. I don't know the answer to this. So Matthew, he's a doctor of uh, law, I believe. Correct. Okay. Put put your. You get it right. Yeah, yeah I fucking got it right. Because um, I was like, "What the fuck is this uh, <laughs> asshole pretentious? He's not a medical doctor. <laughs> he's Doctor um, Evil, maybe. I'd but- say. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's a um he's a doctor of witchcraft and ministry <laughs> <laughs> wizardry. He, he might be a doctor of love. Uh, yeah. No, I don't know. What what's he a doctor? He's of? a miss, doctor uh, of law. Of law. Yeah. Okay. Right. All Next right. question, Brian first. Is Mexico a yes. high downforce or low downforce circuit? All right, I'm going to wait. Hold on. Let me get my earphones oh, off. Oh, shit. Let me get my earphones off. Mexico. Mexico. Mexico is a... Fuck. <laughs> Mexico is is a high downforce circuit. Why? Or do we... Is it, it, why is bonus Cause, points? Because it got lots of turns. Okay. Because it's got lots of because it's it's not that many straights and it's got a fair amount of high speed corners it's got lots of straights and some high speed corners it's got a bit of everything all right fair enough the, 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 the answer is correct uh the, the showing your work part a little bit sketchy not so good yeah. <laughs> that's my special yeah, exactly it's good i right, copy that homework all right uh can, can you hear me yeah yeah so is mexico a high downforce or low downforce circuit Okay, I have logic behind this, Go for but it. I don't know if the logic is going to lead me in the right direction or the wrong direction. That's fine. But my logic, so I feel like Red Bulls do Red Red Bulls are have are really aero heavy cars, and they do well in in aero, you know, in, in aero in places that involve downforce or maybe downforce sensitive, and I feel like Red Bulls like Mexico. So I'm going to say, whereas like a Mercedes, which is more power driven, like low downforce, maybe because it's just like they just rely more on the power. So I'm going to say Mexico is high downforce. Yeah, and that's your reason. That's your rationale that you've backed it up as well, because I gave I gave Brian the chance to get some bonus points on that one. But uh, mission failed successfully on that one. Is that your that, what is that, you think that's why it's a high downforce circuit? I think it's a high downforce circuit. And that was why. Okay. So, all right. I think those you both got the, the 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 answer is correct for both of you. Mexico is a high downforce circuit, but the explanations were almost there. But here's here's an interesting thing. <laughs> so we both got the answer right, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. So for the most part, yeah. Mexico is a high downforce circuit because it's so fucking high up in altitude and the air is so thin. Yes. You know, so so. So basically, uh, you've got the you've got your Monaco rear wing on the car, and you're exceeding Monza straight line speeds, kind of track. Oh wow! So cooling, brake cooling is often an issue. Engine cooling is an issue, but um, Mexico City is very high altitude. The air is super thin, so you will put as much downforce on the car because there's there's not that much air to generate drag and there's not that much air to generate downforce so it's just like fuck it just put the wait so that's actually a fucking that's actually a fucking trick question because there's not a lot of downforce (laughs) to be had but you you, in terms of how much wing you're putting on the car what package you're bringing Uh, in terms of setup yeah but it's it's, it is a high downforce track you both got that right but the reason it's such high downforce is because the air is so damn thin like yeah you, you have a high speed section of the circuit and if it was at sea level it might be like a medium downforce level or even a low downforce because those there's a lot of straights in Mexico. So what makes a, like, when you look at a track, if like if you're just to, to the blind eye, you're just looking at, like, I just saw a track, you'd be like, this is a high force downforce, this is low downforce. This, what what are the qualities? Looking for tracks that are likely to have a lot of high-speed corners tend to be more high downforce circuits. 
Um, but even then stuff right. like, then you have to consider the balance of that with how long the straights are. You look at Spa, Spa has a lot of high speed corners, but you tend to run a pretty low downforce level there. Um, the same thing becomes true of, of Silverstone now. Like, yes, it's a high, lots of high speed corners, but the cars are going so much fucking fast and they've got so much downforce, you might not be running your biggest wing on that because there are long straights and some of those places are right. so easy right. flat now. You know, like what right. about like a Monza, which has all Monza's those low downforce. And such low Monza downforce, is yeah. Monza is classic. You know, you're you're bringing the thinnest wing that you've right. got to Monza. Monza is the classic low downforce circuit. Monaco is the classic dirty, fucking ugly winglets, flicks, bits and pieces, shitloads of drag, all the right. grunt, all the grip. That's how that one well, works. It's out. interesting. It's gotcha. interesting, like how like Ferrari. Brian talks about this a lot. How um. How Ferrari has like emphasized their speed on corners, and Red Bull is all about the straights. I think that's a there's there's two bits to that, and it depends because a lot of the times, like if you looked at the high speed chicane in Melbourne, the Red Bull was a monster there. They couldn't touch him. Like you know, for, they they didn't qualify particularly well. But was it? It's called nine ten now. The the fast left right. The Red Bull was monstrous. Ferrari could not touch them through there. Turn nine at Barcelona. Red Bull pretty good through there, but in terms of the balance of everything else, I think the, the the Ferrari, what the Ferrari has is breaking potential over everybody else. They're annihilating every other fucking team on the brakes. It's it's crazy. And they're able to what carry does that, that mean? Like they slow down better? Like what is yeah, that? Why? Yeah, they, they can why? break. Why? They can break five, ten meters later. You know, at the point where everybody else is going, let's say you know you know ninety kilometers, they're doing like ninety four still, turning that car in there. There's something with either the way the tires uh their suspension or their brakes and i i don't but but uh and but don't you think i mean brian made this point is don't you think that like it's kind of, you'd rather still have the speed on the straights because that's ultimately where you do the overtaking yeah but they, so even though like gone on. even though you make up even though you make up lap time even though it's like a wash, like if you're if we're going out by ourselves, like okay, Ferrari's making up the time here and Rebels making up the time here in a race. Yeah, definitely. And in a couple of Red Bulls rear wing levels, they've got huge DRSs. They like the speed they gain before DRS. They look the same, and then the DRS enables, and you look at their qualifying laps, and they're they're pretty quick in a straight line. Jetta was a great example that Red Bull gambled on a lower downforce than they normally would because it gave them huge overtaking potential. It's a trade. Fuck yeah. It's always a trade. And But um, I feel like I'd rather, if I had to choose in a race, I'd rather have this, like, I'd rather be faster on the straights because, like, who cares? More often than not, yeah. Who cares how fast you are? Right. Well, that's what, what Mercedes was had that edge on Red Bull for the second half of the season yep. last yeah. year was that, like, they were they're straight line Rapid. So like Ferrari's advantage is great in qualifying yeah. when they're by themselves, but, like. Yeah, and then in the race. But I, I think we haven't seen that picture in the last two since everybody brought their upgrades. Leclerc didn't finish his race. Signs was in the bin. Uh, Monaco, they changeable conditions. They fucked the strategy. We didn't see how the actual Ferrari race pace yet. We don't know. Well, we've seen Max get okay. Charles, but yeah. we, we haven't seen we have, Charles get Max. No. You know what I'm saying? We haven't yeah. seen the other way around because, because, and I think it might be for that reason. I think you could be right. And I, it does, it, that does make sense to me from what we've seen. Those have been the places where they had the advantage. Okay, Brian. Brian, that point is still holding firm. Okay, uh, next. Fuck do you yeah, have any dude. more questions? Yeah, I got, right. I, got, I got a couple quick ones, and there's there's a couple yeah, yeah. ones. Right, I got two yeah. more. What's the number one rule of motorsport? If you ain't first, you're last. 
That's a great answer. You don't need to take your headphones off for this. It's just a fucking joke. That's a good one, though. Uh, I love Talladega Nights, by the way. You don't talk about, we don't talk about motorsport? I don't know. No. That's probably close, yeah. Number one rule of motorsport. Okay, Fight Club, right? we got two films here. Of course, of course you guys are in the films. Um, there, You don't have any friends in motorsport. You don't have any fucking friends in motorsport. There are no friends. You're gonna you're gonna leave. You're gonna go oh. to a different team. You're gonna you're gonna yeah. There's no buddies. There's no buddies. That's just which is also a lie. Because and the, the next rule is actually uh, eat when you can. Never skip a meal, man. Never skip a meal. You don't no, no intermittent fasting in fucking motorsports. I no, exactly. Cool. Those are the rules. Last last one. What's the technical name for a piece of tubing used to duct air from to like remote components? Like a, a ducting a piece of tubing that you call. Uh, to duct air from like an inlet mm. to like let's say like a computer that's like overheating and hiding in the side pipe. What do you call that shit? I don't know the other things that you said. All right, so you got like a duct and you got some <laughs> tubing, and that's that's providing cooling air for some other like like uh electrical components or something that because like you talking about the leaf blower that they fucking hit no, no, the thing it's, with. It's What's that leaf blower? Yeah, it's a leaf. They are leaf blowers. Seriously, but like, it's inside the car. <laughs> that's literally, it's literally a leaf blower. In the uh, car, yeah. like through the side pod, is yeah, there like yeah. a little flap that? Yeah, like, there's can like open a little like a little duct cooling. or something, you know, and it's got like a piece of hose to it. What yeah. do you call What's that? What's the name of the piping that they use? Yeah, what do you call that stuff? What's I feel the name like you're for? You're being it? an asshole with this question. I am. An, uh, I'm. A, but yeah, dude. <laughs> this is just right through me, bro. <laughs> this is just like. This, <laughs> this is a. This is a. This is like a NBA player dunking on a middle schooler. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No, but he didn't. He didn't do a 360. He just he yeah. just did a regular dunk. Yeah, it was normal. He's, he's trying to be nice, but it's still right. he's still fucking swatting my my <laughs> underhanded shot, fucking way out of that, the fucking... that limp underhand. Get out of here. Have you ever seen Have you ever seen Rushmore when Bill Murray is just walking through a kid's game and he just like fucking swats the <laughs> shit out of the kid's shot? But uh, yeah, it's an amazing. It's just like an amazing. He's like on the phone and has nothing to do with the scene. He just fucking just get out of um, here, you shit. But but uh, PVC pipe. I, have I no call idea. that yeah. the. Uh, well, I call the 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 uh, cooling tube. Yeah, it's close. Uh, legitimately there was a drawing that i saw once for a cooling duct i can't tell you where it was from because that's weird and it'll be is the, 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 the technical document the specification of the drawing called for 20 or it's 30 centimeters of donkey dick to connect the duct to the cooling vent for the ecu donkey dick it, that it's is, called donkey dick they call it yeah, donkey it's just like dick? this big tubing and it's like yeah we'll just call that donkey dick like that was like, on a what? technical drawing they call it like three feet of donkey dick here, please. And it's like, <laughs> how the Jesus fuck? Hell is yeah. HR not getting involved with nah, like, HR? You can't HR, call HR, HR doesn't need to know about donkey dick. Come on. I remember I was on set once uh, and um, a DP said to the camera operator, like, we need a Mickey Rooney here. And I was like, what's a Mickey Rooney? And they went, a small creep. Like the creep the camera forward. <laughs> and I was like, oh, fuck. like what? <laughs> and wow. I was like, that's crazy. <sighs> I was like, DP, what are we talking about? Uh, director of photography. Oh, no, sorry. Director of, director of photography, yeah, yeah, Blake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Co- sorry. Put your fucking head out of the gutter. Yeah, hey, Blake, what's a, hey, Blake, what's a DP? Yeah. Huh? yeah. What's a DP? Well, that's what Alex Albon simultaneously doing by himself to the TV. <laughs> that's right. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
that was my question okay. so okay so basically long story short uh question one both of you got question two neither of you got question three <laughs> matt smashed that one dr helmet marco is a mm-hmm. law question four you tied question five nobody even got close to the donkey dick <laughs> that was that was a fucking bait question though so uh uh Brian, all I gotta say so is Matt that one. yeah, that next TikTok you dropped that, that's like one of your pieces. You need to fucking knock it out of the park, homie. You yeah. need to you need to elbow on that shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I am stupid. Brian, Brian. I am stupid. Brian's been albonning the, the, the TikTok. <laughs> Matt, Matt, this is this is this is your rise back from the ashes, brother. This is my Roman grows John oh into the God. wall at fucking Indy Five Hundred. Bro. Oh, with the fire extinguisher. It's like, oh, God, no, come on. How worried were you guys about him, like, every week? You're like, you like, you know, the best laid plans of mice and men, and then fucking gross, John, can fucking... Leroy Jenkins yeah. did every time. Everything, yeah. I don't know, man, that guy's... That guy was, I don't know, just frightening sometimes. Yeah. I mean, didn't he get, didn't he get banned for a race? Back I don't in the know. Day? Who was that? Some there's been somebody know. that's been they had a big fucking shenanigan at a race start and they got banned for a race, a one race who, temporary. Who did suspension. you who who did you guys get most nervous like lining up next to like at the start? Like oh fuck we're lined up next to this guy. I don't know man. I, I feel like when Max started, a lot of people were pretty nervous lining up next to him because like you know he had a couple <laughs> of like right. lots of like a, <laughs> lots of race start tangles like in in Spa turn one. Um, yeah, I was it once or twice with Raikkonen, but yep. he got it dialed in, and now he's fucking vicious, and people are afraid of him because he's a monster, and he's coming and for their Fiat souls too, right? People, people, they call him the Russian torpedo. Yeah, but that that was a little <laughs> bit unfair. That was a little bit unfair, but like he did, he did fucking full send a couple times for sure. There was a, there was a great video of him in the cool down room with Vettel to China. Yeah, with, in the cool down yeah, room. I uh, yeah. came goes, Oh, that's real he goes, bad. that's racing, man. That's racing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> He's like, well, well, if I didn't move, we would have crashed. He goes, oh, but we did it, and you did. So oh, oh. we did it. Everything's fine. It's racing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was the last podium before uh, yeah. Barcelona happened. Wasn't before it? it all went south. Before uh, Max took his seat, Damn. and uh, Thanks, thanks for making me relive that. The mother of his <laughs> child. Staying the mother of his child. You you want you you definitely want to weigh in on that, right? Like, no. I'm, okay. no. <laughs> really? No. That's what you get when you don't need the space. No. Okay. No. It's weird. Okay. I mean, we could go for fucking five hours. <laughs> well, we'll, but, we'll, you know, we'll just know, have to line up something again was, later. Yeah. Hell yeah! yeah. Maybe definitely. maybe a race review. How do you how do you feel about coming I'm, on a race review? I'm the. I'll come with some data and I'll come really fucking horny for it and we'll we'll data the <laughs> shit out. Of it. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. Hell Let me know, boys. Yeah, baby. We Hell might yeah. have to. We might have um, to do a, definitely. Well, like, why don't we figure out like what race will be slutty? Yeah, like the we'll nastiest. For that. Yeah, yeah. I heard yeah. Canada will be a slut. Uh, a, okay. a shit show. Yeah, Canada. Yeah. Be a, uh, yeah. Fuck fast. Whatever, whatever, whatever might work for us, like best time wise. Uh, you have, guys, you want to hear a schedule of podcast? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, on Tuesday, yeah, well, we'll do, we can do this off air. But tell the people where they can tell the people where they can where they can find you. If you want to find me on YouTube and TikTok, 
It's break F1. That's B R R R A K E F1. That's on YouTube and TikTok. And I stream on Twitch. I play some games. I do Formula One watch alongs, just chatting. So if you want to ask me some stupid questions about who my favorite driver is, I'll tell you who it's not. Um, that's twitch.tv front slash break with three R's. And that's that's where I do all my stuff, man. I'm, I'm playing video games. I love Formula One. Uh, I'm mostly fucking with Escape from Tarkov. Warzone is dead to me. <laughs> I don't touch Warzone. But yeah, that, that's what I'm doing. So I'm, I'm doing mostly educational and analytical content on YouTube. Um, and I, I've been having an awesome time collaborating with you guys and having this conversation. And I, I love your work, man. You guys are killing it. Uh, Seriously. Likewise, Thanks so much, man. This, this was so, uh, this was so yeah. fucking fun. Uh, okay, so what we what we traditionally do on the end of the show, we say um, "see you later, Vankers" or "goodbye, Vankers." You want to want to get in there with us? Are we doing right, so until, oh, oh yeah, so next week's got we got Bahrain. Quick, wait, wait. Before we do that, your predictions: who's going to win? Um, I think it's Max is going to take uh, Azerbaijan. Max is going to take back. He's got unfinished work after that Pirelli yeah. rubber blew out on him and. That's you don't. Yeah, it didn't pull out either. He hit the wall, so that wasn't fun. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think Max is taking it, Matt. Uh, Warlock. My Warlock prediction uh, that I. I am predicting Charles Leclerc will continue his string of bad luck. Ferrari will fuck him. Carlos Sainz will do way better, and Charles Leclerc will continue to suffer, and um, wow. Max will win. Okay, so we'll see who's Matt actually Fine. might be right for once. Okay, <laughs> until next time, Vankas. See you later, Vankas. Goodbye, Vankas. Bye, Vankas. Yeah. 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 And now we are a fucking bunch of wankers.